to episode 213 of the F-Reality Podcast. We hope you're keeping warm and you're ready to play, because it's game on for VR and we've got a deluge of December news and games for you to be enjoying this month. Here are today's topics. Meta's been monkeying around, while Sony wants to track your every movement. We've got the death of the Dodo, the Mega Dodo, that is. A quick roundup on awards and award shows. Breachers is an exciting new squad-based alpha that's free on SideQuest. Adam couldn't get enough with her jump experience and has been busy levitating. Uh, after that, we come down to Earth with Old Town and Saints and Sinners Chapter 2. And at the end of the show, Jose will cover releases for this Fortnite's games and DLC. Okay, we're going to run through our highlights, uh, but I... You know, we like to highlight what you have been playing as well. Uh, so let us know in chat and we'll put you in the spotlight too. It's time for me to introduce the fiery team that is F-Reality Crew. All right, this lad sports a Quest Pro like it's a fashionable futuristic flat cap. This well-informed industry specialist makes us all feel a little less knowledgeable about technology we thought we knew so well. Here's our very own VR tech. Let's all say hello to Jose. Hey, Jose. Yo, 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 yo. what's up, you guys? <laughs> Happy holidays. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm looking Great. forward to the holiday season, man. Oh, Very good. I'm excited. I'm ready. I wasn't feeling, I, honestly, I wasn't as festive until I saw Adam's background. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like rewatching that like Oculus commercial, the, the holiday one. I feel yeah. just like it right now. <laughs> Had to be prepared. Yeah. I told you I loved Christmas Seriously. and I wasn't lying. <laughs> oh, dude! You see, that's an important that's an important transition because we used to have Nathy with his little Christmas tree in the back of, in his background for about three months right. every podcast. So, Adam, without knowing it, you've you've put hand in a glove and you've slid right in to the right spot, making us all feel festive and right at home Aww. for the holidays. Yay! Just that. make sure that you keep it up up until like March. Jeez. Not March. <laughs> <laughs> much no guarantees uh, that's a cute tree though <laughs> reminds me we need to get a tree how you doing jose anyway what's uh what's what's your highlight of the week what have you been up to oh man i've been busy uh i actually just got back from it sec in orlando uh which was pretty dope i uh, got to see some really advanced uh private uh training simulations and a lot of cool uh meetings behind the scenes but uh yeah so i kind of been focused on just traveling and vring man <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, after Rowdy's rundown last podcast, telling us about that kind of milsim thing. Uh, now that's all I am going to remember, uh, you know, from, <laughs> from here on in. It's just this like giant warehouse with a battle scene going on. And oh, honestly, it's... until I get to play around in that, like a sandbox, I'm not going to be sated. Oh, dude. And it's and it's getting only hectic because I, you know, that's exactly what this year was all about. Right. People are uh, using the same, which, which was really cool. There's a company like Call Holiday, for example, that does like a cool arcade stuff. And they were there using similar technology, but for de-escalation and training simulations and that, that was exactly what they were talking about they were like we can build you you know like a four hundred thousand square foot battlefield you know yeah. and it doesn't take that much space oh dude it's it's it, it's nuts but um yeah so being able to see all that that's mm -hmm. all i've been doing this week so just immersing myself in war <laughs> i feel like I, I i just i was actually on the airplane back just quoting uh solid snake all the time i was like war never changes <laughs> You know, just, just it was just so cool just to play around with like a lot of cool like private toys. Oh man, Wait, I wish from, I is that is that from Snake? I thought it was from Fall. Yeah, they also, they also yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Metal right? Gear Solid Four. Snake, War. Snake says it too. I don't know if it was like which one Who came said it first, first, but 
Mm. Yeah. So old wow. Snake in my world said it first. <laughs> old Snake. Old MGS4, Punish Snake, however he calls himself in Metal Gear Solid 4. He's like, yeah. Rowdy's going to have to help me with the name here, but um, we had that gentleman on the podcast, actually, and he even yeah. did a he did a soundbite for us, which I'll blow your mind oh, with at some David point, Hader? where it says... David yes. Hater, we had him oh on the podcast. Oh my god! He came on the show. Yeah, no yeah it was, that's uh, insane. We, we, we have him. I wish I could run it. I think we don't have the license to run it, but for you guys oh. privately, I can. Where he says, you know, pay attention. You're listening to the F Reality podcast or something oh, like that. It's really so awesome. Good. I've got it on my hard drive. So uh, we, we we use the little like the little soundbite, you know, like uh, when when like he comes on the radio, like. Yes. Oh, I love Probably David. Piece that together for awesome. us, didn't you? That was amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bit of our bit of our F reality history there. So thanks very much, and uh, glad to have you back off the road anyway, Jose. Before you Always. go off again, uh, which is <laughs> far away again. Um, all right. Next up, <clears throat> did you know the FBI is now hiring and recruiting on TikTok? Uh, they're exploring, shall we say, gravity? That's right. Adam has completed her FBI certification program. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we have here a verified, certified, and couldn't be more mature female body investigator. A hearty congratulations on completing the program at Quantico, Adam. <laughs> I was worried because I was like, I've got some sketchy stuff on TikTok. So is the FBI on me because they're looking for me? I didn't realize I was going to become part of the FBI. So, wow. All right. I'm honored. Congratulations. <laughs> Super spy. You. Yeah, exactly. You got to blend in with the people that you're trying to catch, I guess. I don't know. Hell yeah. But exactly. It's been it's been a fun week. Um, now that you know, it's after Thanksgiving, I've finally been given permission that it's OK to decorate for Christmas. I mean, you can kind of see some in the background, but... This is going to sound super nerdy. I'm going with a different Christmas tree theme this year, and it's actually going to be a Fallout themed Christmas tree. I've already got, I even wow. have some here. I've got a couple of my <gasps> Fallout ornaments, oh. and I've got a, uh, like a. I, I, I thought that you picked up like some kind of like dead Christmas tree and like you just like, <laughs> in the corner with like no leaves said. on it anymore. Like, we should get Corroded a dead tree, acid. and I'm like. It's got to still be Christmassy. Like, I mean, I, I can appreciate sticking to the theme, but we've got to take some creative liberties to keep it with the spirit. But um, but yeah, so that's I've pretty much just been decorating. Um, we'll get into wow. it later, but I've been doing I, I played um, Half-Life, the Half-Life Levitation mod. Um, wow. <laughs> and then what, what worries me is what where you were kind of leading into this is um, I've been dabbling in seeing what the heck it is with all of those weird VR girlfriend simulators, <laughs> which is what I've been putting on TikTok. So that's why I was like, oh, he's on to me. Right. Um, yep, I'm so, on to you. So I've seen him. That's been interesting. I, I have a lot of experience in those as well. <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's for, good. for science. For science. Yes, yes for science. science. It's important man. for science. I, I appreciated a tweet you put out where you said, if it's a dude, like, this would be really creepy. But because, you know, I'm a lady, I can get out, I can get away with murder in this. And you really do get away with murder. Uh, but I mean, yeah, TikTok's loving, loving your stuff. Yeah, uh, like, I try not to be sexist about it, but it's kind of true almost in that you can sort of oh, yes. go through a more pure uh, view of someone who's like, not really looking into this in the way that the developers probably intended just yeah. just like a totally wtf going in and exploring and seeing like what is it that supposedly this <laughs> this person or these people who made this game think people want <laughs> and it's really it's it's interesting Awkward. it's fascinating a little disturbing yeah. um but interesting we'll just we'll just leave yeah. it at that it's 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 interesting <laughs> to see and it's always it's always a good time I, well, I for guess. some interesting shorts and skirts, <laughs> uh, go ahead and, and check out Adam's uh, TikTok. So uh, 
Yeah, certainly learned a few things this week myself. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so that was that. Um, all right. Very good. Very good. And um, like a sacrificial canary carried into the coal mine, every team needs a creature to take one for the team. And most games F Reality has played together, this guy's drawn the short stick. Maybe the new team will change this man's luck. Who's to say? How are you today, Rowdy? I'm... I'm I'm doing alright. I, ju I just want to make the, the the comparison doesn't really hold up if, if the team actually murders the canary. You know, like that that's that, that's not how this works. Like you know, normally the, the the canary gets like destroyed by whatever it is that is out there. But no, I get sacrificed by the team the entire time. That just questions anyway, the team. Uh, Listen closely, yeah, Jose and Adam. Got to take this Every in, time right? That we've played Demio. For some reason, I've been sacrificed every time, <laughs> multiple times. Multiple times in the same game. <laughs> now I've I've been I've been all right. Um, haven't been playing a lot of VR this week. Uh, it's been the the World Cup, and of course, as a mm -hmm. as a as a ba as a Belgian in Canadian, I had to support my team all in vain, of course, because we got thrown out in the group phase already. Uh, so the entire country is in mourning, and I'm <laughs> mourning here in Canada. My condolences. Uh, so yeah, we're, uh, thank you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you, why are you laughing? No, no, you can't Sorry, say Michael Ross instead laughing. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Anyway, I did not expect to laugh this heartily at the start. Yeah, yeah. But poor, poor Rowdy, and, uh, and, and my commiserations for, for anyone else who's, who's, who's been knocked out of the league. I, yeah. I, I too, like Adam... I don't give a damn about football or sorry <laughs> soccer. I just don't. I just don't follow it. But if you are, like like Rowdy, um, I wish you the best of luck. Thank when you. does that all wrap up then, um, Rowdy? I had no idea I, it was I the think season. It's knockout phases now, so I think that the finals will be next week, next hmm. weekend probably, uh, somewhere like that. I think that it's going to be uh, it's going to be all ending. Uh, but I've lost interest now as well. Now Belgium's out. I couldn't give it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. That's yeah, exactly how happens, it goes. Happens. But wait, why, why is this? I, I thought this always happens in like summertime. Why, why is it happening yeah, in December? I, I think like it's like because COVID all like messed up the schedule. And then now it's in Qatar now. So like for them, oh, it's right. like kind of warm now, I guess. So, mm. uh, well, it's always they, uh, warm in Qatar, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know the exact reasoning. that There is a reason why they did it like that. But uh, I think it has to do with the mix of like it being in Qatar and it being COVID, uh, that it's like kind of like, you know, all merged together now. They bumped it around. All right, very good. Well, um, we got to we got to check out what chat's been up to. So um, I don't know what we uh, what we've got from them, but I'm, I'm yeah. curious what they've been getting up to. We've got some uh, by getting things done. We've got forever VR pool and cubism. Gosh, they've been pumping out a lot of games lately. Like it's it's fantastic. And and just like high quality multiplayer, uh, like just simple games. And that's, I can appreciate that. That's so the nice. The four VR, VR the forever. VR. Yeah. Is it four? I don't know how to pronounce it VR? properly. It's supposed to be red forever, I think. So I don't know if we just say forever or forever VR or four VR, but one of those has got to be right. I hate those names. <laughs> I hate those names. <laughs> They're so lame. Like, Good games, you know, confusing names. Ah. <laughs> yes. There we go. Exactly. That's a great subtitle for them. Yeah. Great games, confusing names. Uh, well, well, well pegged. We've also got uh, Darchangel. I hope I pronounced that right. Darchangel 3? Yes. Has been in a VR chat Again, like, with the RC no, cars. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's my bad. I'm bad at names. Um, Ooh, RC cars. That's a good one. Uh, RC cars, dance party after party, and family feud. I've been wanting to try that in VR chat, actually. That sounds like hilarious. 
But I don't know how it works, <clears throat> but what is yeah, Family Feud is that that's like a, that's a, a game world. that exists. Oh, is that, is that a board game? Is that only in or the states? Yeah, it's a, I don't it's, know a, it. a, it's a it's a well-known syndicated TV show. It's like Jeopardy. And so they have yeah, yeah they have two families competing and doing trivia games. You have to basically guess um like what the survey says. So it's like things you'd have in your bathroom and then so one people yeah. have to they have to guess like oh, uh toilet paper and then there's like oh, a score yeah. associated with each specific item or or the item's not on there at all. So that but yeah, that's how the scoring works. You have all to right. guess I, what I've, is I've popular. definitely seen a derivative of that then. That that's sounds amazing. Fun. And it's happening and it's on VR chat. There's yeah, a VR chat world, yeah. I've, I've seen oh it, but I haven't gosh. played it. It sounds super fun. Wait, can, so is it like fully automated or can like somebody pick up? Like, I want to be the host. <laughs> I want to be like, <laughs> I want to be the guy who asks the questions and looks at the surveys. Like, the you probably could. Us. I mean, you could pro- if, I, I'm sure it's like automated, but you could probably read it and just, you know, no one's stopping you from being a host. <laughs> oh, man. That, if somebody, that, if that somebody wants role. to do an online virtual show, and, uh, I would totally Jose do the it. host. Jose, I could, so Wait, you can actually host. do that. I don't know if the feature's still there. Um, they used to call it Quizzy something or other in yes. Space, And I used to host along with uh, Cymatic Bruce. We'd, we oh, would do yes. this onstage oh, so thing. Cool. Um, I think it was once every two weeks or once a month. And it was about like VR trivia, uh, VR game trivia and stuff like that. So um, I, I don't know that I, the capability is in alt space anyway. So I don't know. But if you're looking for it, I don't know if alt space is still alive. Has anyone <laughs> been be, in alt space in the I, last two years? I think I just decided I want to be the Steve Harvey of the VR industry. Yes. I want to be like, I want to be, be just awesome. wear a suit and just and just do like TV shows all the time. What's the I guy can... who does all the TV the the gaming awards? Um, Jeff Keighley. Not Jeff Knightley. No, no, Jeff, no, Jeff Keighley. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna be the Jeff yeah. Keighley of VR, just hosting a bunch of VR trivia shows. <laughs> yes, um, let's do it. We got the grin and the tech knowledge for it. I want to see you in that spot with a tuxedo and everything. That would be, that'd be good fun. Oh, that's funny. All right, very good. Anything else in chat there before we move on to my highlight? Um, Resident Evil. Oh, the Prey Dog mods, which I, I think I only tried one of them, but those were pretty good. I did like them. Yeah. Did you ever try them? Yeah. Not yet. No, I mean, I'm I'm mostly a vanilla guy. And it's like when when we get past like a year or two after the game's release, either the game comes out and I play through it. And I'm like, and then I'll jump into the mod thing. I don't know. Skyrim got me into modding and now it's broken my back. So I've modded Subnautica and a few other games, GTA 5, that type of thing. But um, I'm still learning my way when it comes to mods. (laughs) I, I just see. imagine Zim going into a coffee shop and still going like, you know, I'm more of like a vanilla guy. <laughs> vanilla guy. <laughs> right. I will say, at least with the flat screen of VR mods, my experience is it's been pretty easy to implement them. Like if you're not counting Vorpix mm. or whatever, like they, they make yeah. it pretty simple because you're not adding a, l- a bunch of little add-ons. It's just one mod, right? So it's, it's not too yeah. bad. Don't be scared. Yeah. You'll be fine. Like- like uh, Deep Rock Galactic, it's more a time thing than anything else. But like Deep Rock Galactic's mod is is cool, and I'm waiting for that to develop a bit further. But um, great chat, you sound like you've been having some fun, uh, so that's great. Uh, I certainly was having fun too over the over the holiday. We had what I'm now calling Second Thanksgiving because uh, little did I know before moving here, Thanksgiving <laughs> they have a different, an earlier Thanksgiving in Canada, and then we have the American like Second Thanksgiving. So I was able to drive my family down south to New Hampshire, uh, where my mother-in-law stays, and got to meet my uh, my sister-in-law as well, and kind of spend some time with them. And the highlight, of course, was uh, was the people. But the second highest thing on the list, being a techie, was getting to play with a bunch of toys, because my mother-in-law is a big nerd, just like my wife, and uh, had a Steam Deck, a Switch <gasps> OLED, 
Um, and I experimented while I was on the road, uh, and, or, or far away from home. I was about a thousand kilometers away, so more than 500 miles, and, uh, played around with PS5 remote play. And I, I was like, this is so cool. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, I know this was there with PS4, but I just have to echo it because it was so cool on a trip. I know you travel a lot, Jose. Uh, but to have a PS5 sitting at home, cabled to the network, and then be able to be in someone else's house, you know, a thousand kilometers away, and uh, just open my laptop, cable the DualShock uh, controller, or what's it called now? DualSense controller, and just finish Astrobot playing that way. And it was like, <laughs> that was just cool. like, it blew my mind. Like I was, I had a Steam Deck here, right? And it was really good. And I'll talk about that in a second. Switch OLED as well, like playing around with that. Downloaded my whole library of multiplayer games. That was cool. I didn't know I could do that. So it was like this whole, like getting to play with toys. So, wait, so how does, how does that, amazing. like does your PlayStation need to be on then at home or like on standby or something like it's that? It's on or standby. Like... And when you have the, the client app that goes on your desktop, it will reach out and it'll knock and wake your, your PlayStation up in less right. than a minute. And then it connects, and you have a couple of different streaming options. So you can stream as high as 720p, which, to be honest, on a 13-inch laptop, which I had with me, looks 1080p. And you can run it at 60 or 30 FPS. Uh, so if it's if it's not quite managing it, like the bandwidth isn't quite enough, it'll stutter, you'll get little audio gaps. But, man, right. it was so nice. And I know it's three years old now, but... Um, Astro's Playroom, like, like getting to play with all the toys and they, they have the entire electronic collection, all the PlayStation systems, all their variable derivatives, the iToy, the PSVR, sometimes they're interactive as well. And it's like getting to collect all those pieces and then see them in like one collected room when you beat the game was fantastic. It was really, really great. And yeah. so I just thought I'd just say, look, if you didn't know that PS, your PS5, if you've got one, can do this. Next time you're on holiday, just bring a controller and a cable um, and you can even plug into someone else's PC or whatever. It doesn't make a little network or anything. It's, it's so handy. It's a friend so cool. of mine did that um, because we were on vacation when God of War Ragnarok came out and he didn't want to miss it. So he just did remote from our, you know, to our Airbnb. And it was like, oh, OK, I could I didn't want to look because I didn't want to see spoilers. But I was like, right. oh, man, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was like it was really, really neat. And then I'll, I'll keep my my comments on the other two just really brief. But. Steam Deck feels great in hand. I was surprised at how well it felt because I didn't like the Steam controller and stuff like that. But those analog sticks, the screen, the way you load your library up, I was just able to log into my own Steam account and just have my whole library install a bunch of stuff and still swap between my and my mother-in-law's um, accounts. And that was just super slick. Like how, how well designed it feels surprised me. I thought it would feel a little bit more indie uh, or a little bit more Kickstarter than it does. It really feels like a finished product and um, uh, hats, hats off to Val for that. And then finally the Switch OLED, which I was like ogling for a long time. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minor upgrade um, to the original Switch and certainly I wouldn't be buying it uh, if you have an existing Switch. But uh, yeah, so got to play with all the toys. Very happy with that. And I'll get in a little bit more to um, the VR games uh, that I've been playing over the last two weeks. So in the main topics, because we're going to talk about those a bit later on. So, um, right. So on onwards toward the towards the first fruity bit of the mince pie. But first, a warm welcome back to Resolution Games as a sponsor for F Reality Podcast. Uh, you might see the little branding in the top right. So welcome back, Resolution. I think this is their third run with us. Uh, they've got some grand news to share with us, and I'm going to read out a little bit of a press bulletin. So 
Uh, first off, if you don't know Resolution Games or if you're new to VR, they are known for Demio, Blast On, Ultimax, Akron Attack of the Squirrels, a personal favorite of mine, actually. <laughs> Cookout, A Sandwich Tale, and Bait, the old fishing game that I think, was it Rowdy, your dad couldn't put down? Oh, yeah. That, that, that game, like, even even if I if I go back to Belgium, that will be the game that he'll be asking me to, to play again. Yeah. Aww. For sure. Yeah. That was such a good 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 fishing title. But in the, in the VR world, I would say Resolution Games are the star-studded general of games companies. Um, you know, they've got such a great back catalog. So... Uh, they Resolution Games have announced they'll be hosting the first ever Resolution Games showcase via both YouTube Live and Facebook. It's going to be hosted by founder and CEO Tommy Palm and joined by additional members of the Resolution Games team. Uh, the showcase promises one of the largest gatherings of major game announcements, updates, and timely surprises for VR and MR game enthusiasts. Uh, read out a little quote here. With the holidays right around the corner... We are poised to see many more game gamers unwrap a headset and immerse themselves into VR for the very first time. Um, our showcase, which will be the single largest Newsday the studio has ever had, will provide a warm welcome to new VR players taking their first steps alongside the millions of players who already enjoy our games. While no specific announcements are expected to be confirmed in advance of the showcase, the company has already revealed that Reign of Madness, the fifth adventure in the company's award-winning fantasy tabletop Demio, huge fan favorite here, uh, will launch as a free update for players on December 15th. That's coming for both Quest and Steam, and there's a Pico release slated for early 2023. Set in the town of Enns, Reign of Madness will introduce grappling hook-wielding Barbarian as Demio's latest playable class. I'm surprised at the speed they keep adding these classes. I was so happy about it. Yeah, um, and they're free. So, and, and they're free, right? I love this model. I think it works very well. It compounds value for the players, yada yada, right? Um, but Reign of Madness won't be the only present under the showcase tree. And this comment cites me the most. Uh, we'll have a whole new game you can get your hands on on December 15th that will be unlike anything we've released before. If you want to be among the first to play, be sure to tune in. So that's Thursday, December 15th. That's 9 a.m. Pacific for Adam, 12 noon Eastern for me and Rowdy and Jose, uh, 5 p.m. in the UK for old Mike, and 6 p.m. Central Eastern for Nathy. <laughs> wow. Go and sign up, turn your notifications on, and um, you can jump. You use the jump link in the podcast description to get there easily. Uh, but set that in your calendars. And the 15th is going to be a busy day. We've got a lot of stuff coming in today's podcast, but you're going to find uh, a lot of people have targeted the 15th for their stuff. Resolution, um, I don't know what they're up to, but I'm really excited for this one. And uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. What do you, what do you, what do you, I'm curious now because, because we don't know what it is. Can you guess? What do you think they're coming with? Because they've done sandwich games, they've done squirrel games, they've done tabletop flat games. What is Resolution going to surprise us with? I mean, just based oh, off of Twitter. Are we sure that it's going to be... Go are we sure it's going to be like a new game, or is it going to be maybe new something game? expanded? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. We, that's true, because we have seen some mixed reality stuff like demio in mixed reality but they're working mm. if if i know a bunch of uh content creators got to go to their offices and experiment with the stuff so I, they're gonna have some sort of a mixed reality game so or something involved you think spatial right? ops so spatial ops is i think what they're working on at the minute um 
But that's that's like that's been teased publicly for the last month and a half or two. Mm. Um, but teased. I would be surprised. I say teased because they said very blatantly that it was like early days. Right. I wouldn't expect to see that as a release. If that's the release, then that's cool, because it'd be right mm. in time for the holidays. I don't think a release, but maybe like stuff, a but. hey, we have a date now. You know what I mean? Like maybe. Or like that, a final trailer. specifically says, you know, um, we'll have a whole new game you can get your hands on on December fifteenth. Zombies. Okay. We'll be so. It will be unlike I, anything else. Okay. I'm. 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna contemplate here. So their most successful game by far has been, I think, Demio. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was so going to go with. That is. That is a thing that they've pretty much nailed down. They nailed. know there's a market for this. They know that people love this stuff. They do this extremely well. So I'm saying Age of Empires is coming to VR. It's going to be a strategy <laughs> game. <laughs> you know? So I'm, Honestly, I'm, I'm, I think I'm saying, I can I'm go for an Age of game. Empires. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, it's going to be. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. it's going to be a strategy, a strategy wow. kind of game. Uh, wow. Very much in, in, the, in the likes of like, you know, like the tabletop kind of thing with, the, sure. with Demio. But then, like, like how is it that Oculus title that they released uh, a Brass while ago? Brass Tactics. Brass ta- Tactics. Like that. But then done by by Resolution Games. Which I'd I love think will to be, see that. Will be amazing. Something they like would, that. I would yeah. do that. I would, well, I would love that. Yeah, I would love to and see that. There's a market them, for that. There's not yeah. a lot of strategy games on on the VR market space. Mm-hmm. There's no. not many. There's not many. Yeah, I would love to see them use the, the 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 same formula for like a different setting. Like if they go after they already done the fantasy stuff really really well. What if they yeah. went for like tactical shooters? Like I, I've been thinking about XCOM a lot lately. So ooh, I would ooh, love to cool. see something like something that. Like if that. they. Mm-hmm. Something like any, any kind of like I think a strategy kind of thing, because they they know how to do that with Demio. They know the tabletop thing, yes. the third person kind of view, like anything tabletop like XCOM. XCOM, XCOM. I love I like, love uh, that formula. Strategy, I love any of that kind of stuff would work really well. I think. Yeah. Watch them come out with a wave shooter now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with zombies. Like, just like just, I swear to God, like yeah. We're like, hey, surprise! We're, like, we're we're launching Transformers, right? We took yeah. the project over, and yeah, I don't know. I, I can't even guess. I'm like I'm crippled by the fact that they've done so many titles, such great justice. Yes. I I don't know where it's coming from. I have and no polish. idea. I, I think that's that that's the thing about Damio oh. that stands out for me. It's the polish in those games, right? There's, a, there's been a lot of people that in, that have experimented with that genre, but they do it very well. Very well. Very or even well. how they handle like motion a... sickness, because if you think about all of the games they've made, they're still very mm. well done, but you're not really yes. having that like full forward you know, joystick motion, and they do it so well. Because I have a couple friends that do get motion sick, but they don't have to take any kind of drugs or anything before they play, which is really nice. <laughs> and I can, they appreciate that. I appreciate that. We don't have to wait half an hour, so it's fantastic. They could just jump in and play and not have to worry about getting nauseous for, you know, any of the titles, really. Should put that on the box, eh? Don't even have to pop the pills. All right, well, thank you for your guesses. We'll see if anyone nails it. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that maybe Rowdy does now, but we'll see where yeah. it goes. I, I am personally very excited for uh, for for Spatial Ops. And um, there's mm. a, I don't know. I don't know. Even the, even the new Demio stuff, I just like, it's going to be like topside. You know, it's not down in the dungeon. It's in a town now. And all that yep. stuff looks looks just fantastic. So uh, with that, uh, let's, let's move on to uh, the news and hear the latest reports from the Field of Dreams. Um, so first up, we've got a flight attendant sim in VR. 
it's not all just serving GNTs on redliners headed for New York. Mm. What if the plane's having engine trouble and you've got a plane full of passengers relying on you for calm and collected guidance? Well, look no further, my friends. Airline Flight Attendant Simulator VR is a consumer version of the professional VR training software developed by AVR. And it's used by airlines and flight schools to train their future cabin crew members. This is the thing that makes me most excited about it, is it's coming from the professional to consumers. So, <clears throat> your role as a flight attendant and your mission is to save the passengers, flight crew, and yourself. You will learn how to prepare the safety equipment before the flight and respond to extreme conditions when every second matters. Various missions include rapid and slow aircraft depressurization, smoke and fire in different parts of the airplane, emergency landing, and ditching, which is emergency landing on the sea. I'm just thinking now about, um, you know, those location-based experiences and thinking, what if you were in a cabin, a virtual cabin with smoke and heat and all that stuff? It could get pretty exciting. So uh, this is really, really turning on my, uh, my, my, my head towards this. But the immersion is guaranteed thanks to realistic virtual aircraft and safety equipment, gravity effects, sounds, and these intense scenarios. And of all of this, my favorite thing is the top three comments on Reddit. <laughs> Having seen the video, it's quite, quite extreme. First one is, needs more snakes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Does it have snakes? <laughs> uh, the second comment, this will definitely cure my fear of flying. Um, yeah. And the third one, my favorite little bunch, do I get to duct tape drunk assholes to their seat? Yes. Can we talk back to them? Is there some kind of like voice communication with the NPCs where you can tell them to like yeah. sit their asses down, etc.? I feel like I feel Spill like this could be the hot modern coffee on their lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. This could totally be uh, like a modern desert bus. Is is my thought? You know, you know the game Desert Bus, where you sit in a oh, bus. Yeah. They had a multiplayer version of that that was VR, and the bus driver's got to keep it on the road for eight hours. Um, yeah, I, I could see a, a pivot from this. But one of the cool things, and the second link I, I shared with you, Rowdy, is um, they they've been doing this kind of simulation work uh, in the professional space for some time, and they actually do all the ground crew stuff, like. Uh, the the ground maintenance work for uh, for for plane crews, uh, mm. the engineers who are actually dealing with the plane after it's landed between passenger loadups. Um, so the detail that they've got, it's almost like Microsoft Flight Simulator level in terms of what they've got in the plane, its assets, all the me moving mechanisms. Um, I really am interested to try this one out. I don't know. Um, do these kinds of simulations bore you or they uh, they interest you? I'm, I'm curious, crew. How, how do you respond? Um, to that? Well, th th this one I find more boring because I have like no <laughs> interest in like yeah. flight attendant kind of thing like uh but like if it's anything like like i don't know like maybe something like like the car mechanic stuff i think that is really cool mm. uh I, th I love that kind of stuff or like yeah. the uh like the more technical kind of things that like of, of stuff that you normally don't really do uh i think that is more like my kind of thing uh, uh even like the, the stuff that they're showing of the airplane just to know like how it all yep. works i think that is pretty cool um yep. flight simulators are pretty nice uh driving simulators um, yeah, I think those kind of things are probably more like need, my need to learn thing. while you play. I like there is certainly something yes. to that. When I was playing Wrench or Car Mechanic Simulator VR, like when you learn, like you, if you haven't done an oil change and you learn about that, and then you you know you actually open up and get to understand how the thing pieces itself together, and you yeah. don't have to do it with your own car with the fear of you know breaking something that's going to cost you two grand. Yeah, 
Or, or like yeah. I said last time, like like those military simulators or like those surgery simulators, like those kind of things that you don't really like practice in real life. Yeah. Uh, you know, like just to get an idea of an understanding or like even it's like a, I can imagine as a student, you don't know what you want to go and do. You know, you're 18, you're about to ha- go to uni <laughs> or like whatever, like doing something like that can maybe like, you know, say like, oh, you know, it, it might be nice to figure out how it is actually on the field of like doing this kind of job. And have a feel for it if this is actually something that you like to do. Because, like, imagine like, you study for like six years as a doctor, and then you realize you can't stand blood. You know, <laughs> like it's not really the the best. I mean, you'll probably figure it out before that, but still, uh, it's uh, you know, it's maybe a, a nice way for people to like figure out maybe is this something for me? Is this something I find interesting? Because the studies yeah. don't always reflect, you know, the actual practical thing of doing the job. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And like, how do you get a taster for this before you go and sign up? <laughs> yeah. And there's easy, actually right? companies too that are being built that specifically tap into these environments and actually build a role play world to, just to build up immersion. That's actually something I saw at the immer- at IT sec uh, last week where uh, I think Lockheed Martin was working. I don't remember the name of the company, but they were working with a network solutions company that actually worked on top of Microsoft Flight Simulator. And they were bringing in retired you know, airplane pilots and conductors just to build up a real sense of virtual events. And pretty mm-hmm. much they're going to be setting up, you know, like um, active combat zones and of traffic areas with and so they're pretty much role playing these and they're they're being paid salaries to pretty much build mm-hmm. these worlds which is pretty so rad like, like like those kind of things always raise the question of like you know does everybody need to know that kind of stuff right you know like mm-hmm. uh, you know there's certain groups that would probably pay a lot of money but have like uh, other intentions with doing this kind of uh, yeah, stuff that's yeah. the problem it's a bit, right the yeah. same with like these airplane kind of things like you know, do, do you want everyone to figure out exactly how all of that stuff works? That's maybe, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. Always, it's always a bit of a difficult question, I think. Actually, they, they actually do have, it's funny you said that because these are the questions I also think about, right? And I was actually talking to an engineer uh, who worked on this network interface for Microsoft Flight Simulator, and they were talking about historical events, and they role-play these events. So they're going to have like mm-hmm. uh, specific dates, and there's going to have security clearances based on the dates that they people can role-play based on that exactly what you said. You don't want people to accidentally learn additional information on how to cause damage and the and i had to ask him i was like hey look there has been historical events involving planes what happens if somebody wants to set up a date for that time frame they said we actually banned them <laughs> they actually put you on the list they actually remove you from the ability wow. to access these networks these servers they they're they're very intense when it comes to that kind of stuff because like oh. i mean not not to not to say anything but like uh, i'm still gonna say it like uh, yeah, yeah. If, if if you think about like that that flight that disappeared uh mm-hmm. was it uh mh17 mh17 yep yeah like that flight disappeared they found out that the the pilot actually had a flight similar simulator bag at home and he was practicing a particular wow. route and that was the route that he actually disappeared on so like th- those kind of things like huh. I, I think it's always a little bit you know you, they, it, it, it's difficult to to say no and it's difficult i think to you have arguments for both sides you know you want people to be trained but you don't want people to use that training for malintentions mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. It, it that's exactly the it's a, it's a tightrope right that's a, that's the difference between you know 
a company decided, hey, we're going to give our tools for a professional environment to consumers. So that it, it's a it's a weird tightrope, and that's exactly what's happening with the immersive the immersive space because all these simulations have been around for a very very long time but now a lot of these hardware is becoming accessible so they're like hey this is a new revenue stream but should it be a revenue stream is a question <laughs> yeah and the thing is when you do that conversion and maybe to answer a little bit of um rowdy your, your your kind of initial points there um when you take a game when you take a a, a simulator and then you turn it or you turn it to the consumer market and you say hey, here 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 you go I think you have to make a decision, right? Are you going to gamify it? Do you make it some kind of reward-based system? Is there actually a spine to it? Something that you're trying to succeed or learn? Um, what's its purpose, right? When now that you're turning it to that audience, yeah. Um, and it's that's not really clear to me here. Like, is what yeah, market? How, how is does this, this game evolve? Is it, is it going more towards people who do want to become flight attendants or people who want to play a game? Because there's you're going to treat it differently like even i mean from my perspective i'm like okay maybe being a flight attendant would be fun but i probably want to do the things that you're not allowed to really do as a flight attendant i don't want to do this from a a game perspective i don't want to do all the technical aspects of it i mean being completely honest even when the flight attendants are doing their announcements i'm spacing out anyway so i can't imagine you know wanting to play that but um but i don't know but it might be a personal choice for me too I, I do prefer to just kind of mess around in games versus have something that's super realistic like i'm happy just being in drunken bar yeah. fight and punching just people on an airplane correction. <laughs> just a quick correction it wasn't it wasn't mh17 because mh17 is the flight that got shot down it was uh, mh370 Her, yeah. that was the flight that uh, that disappeared uh, over huh. the indian ocean and adding ah, adding, yeah, adding yeah. real quick to the end of that is you know that's that's really uh the biggest weird thin veiled lie that people realize is that most of these military or private training programs and software, there's a, a big financial and also inspiring investment that they're trying to do, right? Like Call of Duty, for example, they have active engagements with the military and a lot of forces around the world because they want to potentially inspire people. They're like, oh, I, I love this stuff and get yeah. them into enroll. So that's a, that's similar <laughs> to what's going to happen with immersive simulators, right? Like these Pavlovs and all these really advanced simulators eventually their uh arma is it's a really good one daisy these are these are engines that are built for military and eventually we're going to start seeing them kind of move over to the quest 2 and all these other accessible headsets and yeah i well we we were uh, talking about this a couple years ago but i'll just bring it up again just briefly um america's army uh, was a was an infamous uh title that was uh, actually sponsored by the government um Mm -hmm. to help you know basically draft people into the military and uh, get them interested in it um it was it was quite effective from what i hear Uh, and they made i think four games three or four games um all of which were 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 decent games i mean they were actually decent games and there was an esports league in by the by the navy at the iit sec they had like tables and it was like oh yeah it was like it it was something i forgot the banner i'll find a picture and share it on twitter but it was something like um east like uh the the navy doesn't have to be you know you can also play games and esports and it it was it was some crazy recruiting (laughs) thing 
but it, it kind of made me inspired. I was like, oh man, I get to play like Call of Duty against like another country, uh, like oh, represent. Boy. Like, hey, if that's <laughs> if that's what war is gonna turn into, esports, let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let, let's fast forward to that. Where, where, where bodies aren't being exchanged, it's just robots attacking each yeah, other in big fields. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's. Uh, <laughs> let's God, do that's it. dystopian. That's really dystopian. Uh, on that on that IT sec thing that you uh, went to, Jose, was there anything else you wanted to just introduce people to that and just let no, them know? Because there's another exact- conference that um, I'd never heard of before. Yeah, so it's called the IT Sec uh, Conference. It's the imaging and security and logistics company. So they have a lot of pretty much the Super Bowl for the immersive and training and simulation space. For so every company you've worked, yep. Skunkworks, uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, Andery, that's a really big player now. Um, that's doing a lot of cool stuff with VR and, and it's yeah. just being able to see all these really advanced technologies and haptic acts, uh, all these companies that we know from a, you know, a fan perspective, but actually seeing them at work and showing what people can do. I saw a lot of, uh, advanced, uh, disassembly, um, simulators for like tanks and, and, and a lot of, uh, more advanced, uh, things that usually you're probably not going to, I could even film. What is a <laughs> yeah. disassembly simulator? What does that mean? You mean just taking the thing car apart mechanic for simulator. Purposes? It's pretty much car mechanic simulator, oh, okay. but yeah. dealing with more private and more advanced, uh, components. That normally you you definitely don't want to see people learning how to disassemble. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool just being able wow. to see all these advanced technologies becoming more accessible. Because back in the day, you had to go to like a research lab. And now they have it on the back of the truck that they're showcasing at events. And, and that's really what I go to these events for. I, I don't really dabble a lot in the private industry. But just to be able to see, oh, this is where all these you know, games that we normally hear of or all these simulators, you know, we, we, I, I, there's a few of them that deal with zombies a lot that I don't want to mention because it's private, right? They use these engines for other immersive technologies, right? So you can kind of think to the back of your head, like, oh, wow, this game does have a lot of components that miss and match objects. And you can kind of see those engines kind of being reapplied somewhere else. So it's really cool seeing that, seeing the the network. But yeah, it, it's the reason I wanted to bring up this event was just we talk a lot about the virtual reality space and we think about just games sometimes. We talk about LBE, but there's also the private sector. There's the immersive, yeah. the immersion. There's a lot of stuff happening now with AI, which is why I wanted to bring it out too, where I was I saw this demo where they had a uh, a military de-escalation simulator. But every single interaction was being recorded. So they were building AIs of every single person that was playing this. So building (laughs) a bunch of variable instances where the object fails or the mission gets completed and just seeing a lot of people interacting with themselves over and over again in a virtual space. So you're kind of learning from yourself every single time it's like oh i de-escalated this way then you replay it and then you're you get to decide are you going to be the victim this time or the de-escalator and every single time it's yourself so you're kind of role-playing with yourself and it's building this very weird sense of empathy that i never ever seen in a virtual space before because it's myself i'm i'm down i'm de-escalating myself or i'm sometimes you know taking myself out it's very interesting stuff that you're seeing in the in the uh... immersive that sounds a little bit... I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of uh, Markov chains. No, but please explain. So, I'm interested. Like, like a, a Markov chain is like a sequence of like possible events. And then like what, what you basically do is you, you 
predict all of the outcomes. You predict all of the outcomes and then you choose the, the path that will lead to the most favorable outcome. And then once you've done that, you've, you've, you've played that scenario out, you, try, you learn from that experience or the, the computer learns from that experience and then you play the same scenario again and then based again like on whatever happens, you have like that chain of events that you, that you kind of predict on and you select again the most favorable outcome. And it's like a little bit like, like game theory yes. where they do that a lot. So it's like yes. reinforcement learning, they call that, where you have like a scenario that a computer is in and they over they, they play that simulation like you know a, a billion times you know or, or even more like you know like it just they keep on repeating it and eventually the computer itself starts finding strategies that humans yes. haven't even thought of like yep. they've done that for example with the game of go uh, like uh, the, the 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 was it the Japanese or the the Chinese game where they've trained an AI that has come up with strategies that like you know hundreds or maybe even I don't know how long people have been playing that game. They never even thought of like doing that because there's so many possibilities that a human brain can't like, you know, evaluate all of these possibilities. Yeah. But now with AI, you can do that and you can learn these kind of, or they can, they can like, based on like the scenario that they're in, they can like predict outcomes and then choose the most likely outcome. And then based on all the events that happen after that, they can like keep on learning, keep on learning, keep on learning. Yeah, they were so calling a, it active. They were calling it active variable comprehension, and right. that's yeah. It was it was it's very similar, insane similar. stuff. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was like I, I, the guy was explaining it to me, and I, and I understood it because I, I I got a demo of it. But it's just just applying that to just video games or anything at all. It's like oh man, I get to become like yeah. my best teacher. It's it's yeah. very weird. It's super cool. But yeah, so, like, so with a, with a Markov change, what they what they do is like uh, is that. They, they don't consider um, uh, like future actions to be dependent on like steps that lead to that. So it's like it's, it's kind of like um, you, you have like a stochastic kind of process that leads to like uh, where the ultimate outcome goes to. If I, if I remember that's correctly. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so it's, rad. It's, the, the, it's, the really <laughs> interesting thing is I feel like we're on the cusp of AI resolving problems and doing those shortcuts, those kind of weird, bizarre solutions that... Humans, because of our biases, never came up with, but will start to come to the forefront of our lives in the next year or two. It just like I feel like we're just we're, we're not yeah. over the hill yet, but we're still clanking up that roller coaster, just ready mm -hmm. for the ride. And I don't know, certain things just um, even even like you know identification, right? Um, how many years have we been doing you know passwords and two-factor authentication? When AI truly kind of washes over us, I think we're gonna have a very different mechanism for authentic our, or authentic, authenticating ourselves into various systems. So yeah. as long as I don't have and to click like, stop for, for signs me anymore. <laughs> How many ladders in this picture? For, for yeah. me personally, like, like real AI, like real artificial intelligence, like often comes from those kind of things where you take on like all of the variables that influence a certain state and then predict the next state. Like that, that's where... I think real intelligence, real artificial intelligence will be really strong. And, and you see that a lot in games, you know, where AI like makes decisions based on like, you know, the event, the state that the game is currently in. So that, that's basically what a, what a mark of chain is, I believe. So you predict on the state that, the, that, the, that, the, that, that is current and then you predict the next state. And then when you're in the next state, you're going to, again, based on all the variables in that state, you're going to predict the next state. And that's how the chain continues. And then at the end, at the outcome, you have like that entire chain. And then it's when the model actually learns. That's so rad.
I'm just thinking you could so, you could apply this to like marriage counseling like, or relationship counseling or something. But, but Someone have they, to argue with themselves. That's how they're <laughs> See what trying it's like to like make like artificial brains where they 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 for example they 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 put like like small computers together and they need to for example um, find the most optimal kind of solution like in terms of how they stack together. And they do that by running that simulation over and over and over and over and over again up until they come up with like an optimal solution by themselves. Like they, they don't get like the only thing that applies there are the, the rules of physics, for example, or the rules of like within that contained environment. And that's what makes it so interesting in game theory as well, because you have like you have a set of rules. Like, again, let's take the example of Age of Empires, you know, <laughs> like since we talked about it earlier, you have a set of rules that determines like what you can do in the game and what you can't do. You know, you're limited in that. But within that, there's like maybe an infinite amount of possibilities that you can do. But a sequence of actions is more likely to lead to rewards, it's more likely to lead to uh, success and therefore it's more likely a more likely path to take that way. So it's like mm. it's a very interesting kind of way of like how we humans learn and how we're trying to make AI learn. Huh. Yeah, it's uh it's very it's it's a very interesting tangent for yeah. us to have got onto and I've learned a little bit about our uh, our, our our monkey brain so to speak and um, I'm going to use that segue to move us on to something else very monkey, which is Ooh. that uh, gorilla tag after what feels like a long time is finally coming to the Quest Store on uh, on December fifteenth. Uh, what is it? If you don't know Gorilla Tag, well, you're a sad soul. But um, yeah, ten players get to play and play tag essentially as monkeys. Um, locomotion is controlled by just your arms hopping around like legless monkeys do. Flinging. <laughs> um, it's had several million players. Yes, million. We've had Lemmings, uh, the creator of this, on on the podcast before for an interview and. Um, now has a team of 15 people in total working on the title. Wow. Um, you know, this this free app uh, with an in-game uh, store um, has been doing incredibly well. And I'm glad that finally uh, they're allowing it past the pearly gates into the, I like to think of it as a combined heaven and hell of the meta store. Um, so there you go. Uh, Gorilla Tag is, is coming our way. I'm curious because Gorilla Tag, when it first came out and we covered it in releases ages ago, and I was super excited about it at the time. I remember it came out in it was January and I was like, game of the year. Um, <laughs> I, I was so, I, Rowdy will remember, I was really enthused about it. Yes. Um, but but I, I wonder, are either of you, have you played it? Are you interested in it? Are you monkeys? I played it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I think this is the perfect time for that game to come out. Holiday yeah. season, those numbers are going to flip over to the official Quest store. And I, I hope there's like a marketing campaign behind it. That's that's probably why they're releasing it near the end of the year for the holiday mm. season. Um, I can't I can't see Meta not saying, hey, we're going to do a holiday campaign and we're going to like have a commercial with a bunch of kids just barging into a room like gorillas. <laughs> it, 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 they have to. Like, it, it makes a lot of sense. I've every single I'm in the LBE space. I'm in the arcade space. So mm. most of the kids that I talk to already have tried VR and nine of the 10 kids mentioned gorilla tag to me. 
It's Gorilla wow. Tag. It yep. used to be Beat Saber, right? But now it's Gorilla Tag. I don't hear Beat Saber anymore. It's Gorilla Tag, Gorilla Tag, Gorilla Tag. If you mention Beat Saber, they call you, you know, oh, you're you're a chump. That's that's not you're you're not a VR gamer. You know what I mean? Like it, it's Gorilla boomer. Tag. It's Rec Room. Yeah, no, exactly. You mentioned Beat Saber. You're a boomer instantly. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's really all about Gorilla Tag and. I'm very excited to. That's actually when I saw that announcement. It was actually the top of my list of of things I really care about VR this year. That 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 jumped into number one. I want to see the the reaction. Remember, not a lot of kids know how to access App Lab or SideQuest or all these other tools to get these games. They're gonna have accessible in their store. This is going to be crazy. I, I'm very excited about it. Huh. And you, Adam? What about you? I had tried it and I've, I've tried it a couple times because I've had to make videos for um, live related things but I've never really been a fan however I can appreciate what it's done and even though yes it will be easier to get now it, it kind of the resourcefulness of kids kind of reminds me of me at a young age like if you want a game and you know it's free like you're gonna learn the crap out of everything every way to be able to get that and I think that that's actually kind of good for kids is to kind of go in and sort of not tinker with the software because it's not like you're doing too much, but just actually doing research online instead of just adding in the comments. How do I do this? Like actually being able to go in and be independent and kind of learn how to do some of these things on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so not Fair my point. kind of game, but I'm, I'm curious to see because it's it's going to be free still right on the on the official store or. Yeah, I believe so. I didn't see any mention of a price tag, and I think they would have said it's gonna that up front. It's going to be free. So. So this is these... going to be a, a paid, a, a paid a, how do you call it, cosmetics. They have, and... Yeah, they have cosmetics. Yeah. I wonder yeah, if yeah. they're adding it's, that right yeah. away, or if that's going to be like a later add-on. I would they imagine 15, it's coming directly. they got 15 people working on it, I'm going to say <laughs> sooner <laughs> rather than later, and I see this being their pop one. Meta, Meta didn't allow them into the store for a while. There had to be something that they were working on, a lot of logistics and infrastructure in order for this game to remain free because that's the value of that game. When you jump into that game, you immediately enter a lobby and there's a bunch of people running yeah. around. It, it really reminds me of Puerto Rico. A big, there was a, the rec, uh, In the United States, they don't have that. But in, in Latin American uh, schools, they have like recess, like a very long oh. recess time, right? Where you go to the, to the backyard, that's a school, the playground, and you play for an hour. And yeah. that's what uh, Gorilla Tag reminds me a lot of. It's it, you immediately enter that playground and you can talk to whoever and build a lobby and get into a match. That's why that game, I, I oh man, I'm excited. The, the, I got a question yeah. though about... Um, this this comment you're making about recess because having grown up in the U.S., mm-hmm. I remember having recess, but like, well, well, maybe they've eliminated it since I don't know. Recess, I've back in recess in the U.S. So. is kind of like inside a controlled environment for like 30, 45 minutes. It's usually like you it's play like, like in the gym pre lunch. It's like you have recess, yeah. which is like a lunch, but you maybe you'll get yeah, that's like U.S. Snacks instead of no. lunch. In Latin American no, countries, in Latin it's American not like countries. Get out. Oh, they do. They do that in the but in, prison in the, time. In, in Latin. You get out and you get to extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. In Latin American countries, they close all the classrooms out, and you're you can leave if you want. That the teacher ain't gonna find you. But I didn't have that. In my school, you had a metal stay. detector there as well, right? <laughs> my no, my parents made sure. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Times have changed since uh, mm-hmm. Zim's been in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> last. Okay. Very good. Well, um, if you're not a fan of gorillas. Uh, maybe a winged leather suited nightcrawler is more your speed. Um, a new Batman VR game 
has been apparently leaked in an FTC court document that notes that uh, Camouflage, the devs behind Iron Man VR, are working on a new Batman game for Meta. Uh, will that be coming out on December 15th too? Uh, unlikely not, no. Uh, but those who aren't new, those who are new to VR uh, might, rem might, uh, I got this wrong, way wrong, way wrong. I'm, um, those who aren't new to VR will remember Batman Arkham VR. Mm. Uh, which was like the first proper Batman game that we got. Uh, it first released, I think, on PC and then on PSVR at some point. That was from Rocksteady Studios, so not Camouflage, a different development team. Um, but it was kind of a short experience with, I think, three or four yeah. different kind of experiential areas. You were in yeah, the piano. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a game, really, right? It was yeah, more it was like more... Experience, yeah. More yeah. experience, right? Tech demo. Good quality experience, but yes. yeah, more, more towards the demo feeling. Um, it was like, I don't know. Less than an hour's worth of playtime, anyway, is, is what I remember. Um, and, and and that was decent, but that but it's been a while since we've had, you know, to get back into the the leather suit of, uh, of Batman. And Camouflage, obviously, with the prowess from their Iron Man VR, particularly the PSVR release of that, um, they could do this really good justice. Uh, I'm curious, is anyone, any one of you like a big Batman fan and hyped for this, given the leak? Oh, I'm so hyped. I love. I love. I'm like interested. Yeah. I'll try it. I if mean, it's did a you game. guys play yeah. the yeah. Gotham Knights that recently released? Gotham Knights, no. The recent like, one, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty dope. It's like multiplayer Batman, but it's it's a it's a two D game. It's not a. But Batman's not in game. it. I played yeah. the Brawler. Oh, there's he's an definitely Arkham Brawler. Not in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's been some pretty decent Batman games around, but um, mm -hmm. I haven't seen the latest uh, Batman film with Sparkly Vampire Man hosting yet. Uh, but I, <laughs> it's I actually decently good. It's actually the, one good? of the better Batmans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah, actually, no, that's a very that, good That movie. guy really wanted to be disassociated with, with the Sparkly Twilight. Vampire, and he really yeah. wanted to be Bruce Wayne. You can tell. He, he yeah. went He's for a good it. actor, though. Yeah, he's, he's, he really he's, did. He, he went for it. Forget his he, name. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I had Not it, important. and then... Yeah. Wait, no, Sparkly Vampire Guy. It's Sparkly right. Vampire Guy. <laughs> Sorry, Robert dude. Pattinson. That's Pattinson. his name. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. So that's one. That's one. That that's a leak. I don't know what it is with leaks in meta, but like they can't keep anything under under you know under grips. And maybe this wasn't their fault, but I would like some surprise again in, in my uh, meta meaty hamburger uh, patty. Uh, some I don't know. I don't know if I like surprises analogy. in my burgers. I kind of like yeah, to know what. Yeah, I don't think so either. Actually, I, no, <laughs> I was thinking no, about that you. for a second. I said, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe surprise burgers isn't a good idea. Um, so let's move on to the next thing that's somewhat meta-related. This is kind of a meta madness section, by the way. I've got six or seven little things that are all kind of centered around meta. Uh, this next one is interesting. So the first time I ever got into a um, a browser in a Quest headset and then played a game, um, it was it was Moonrider. Moonrider at moonrider.xyz, which sounds like a dodgy URL, but go there and you'll have some fun. It's a Beat Saber clone, uh, essentially, uh, that operates in browser. So you load into your headset and it's got integration. So the VR kind of comes to you. Um, so it, although you're in a browser, in a, in a headset, uh, it, it surrounds you and you're like all of a sudden playing Beat Saber. And I remember when I first um, did that without installing any games or whatever, literally the thing is just streaming over the web. Uh, and your headset is communicating with with no discernible latency in that. Um, I I was just flabbergasted. I thought this is really amazing. So unfortunately, uh, the developer has said uh, on on Twitter they're going to discontinue the game after three years of fun. Um, 
uh, unless someone is able to sponsor their cloud costs, which apparently aren't very much. So I thought I'd just mention it. Maybe this will hit the right uh, right people out there and be able to keep Moon Rider riding along. It's always been a fun rainbow road for me. Um, and I think I think it's a pretty cool technology. I haven't seen many other games that do that browser interface, um, but I was curious, one. have any of you... There's a painting one yes. like that? Do you uh, know what it's called? Ah, shoot. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but it was... Um, was it Paintworks or something? But yeah, it's browser-based, so you bring it up in your Oculus browser, and then you're you know, immersed with your canvas. It's a lot more watered down than something mm. like Vermilion or painting VR, but it's still really cool that it's free and you can look at it in a gallery, like in VR from the browser. Like, so that that's the only other instance I've tried like a browser based VR game. That's a cool one. I hadn't heard of that before. Jose or Rowdy, any browser based no, VR? I, you know? I, yeah. Not that I know of, no. I, I know like some virtual spaces, like I know VR frame, frame VR, I think does like the, their web presence via virtual spaces that you can navigate them, but I haven't really dabbled too much with it. I mean, going way back, the thing that, that, that I really, uh, really enjoyed was Janus VR, where you had like frames and you could walk into Reddit or you could walk into Google and there'd be a bunch of other VR people there. It was like the web, the 2D web represented in VR space. And I thought that was really neat. This is kind of a few years later that Moonrider came out, uh, but that's that reminded me of that. Um, and then I, I suppose the next thing in, in, in MetaCamp um, is... Uh, German-focused update. Uh, this has finally happened after the change to Meta accounts. Meta Deutschland has remarked, uh, look forward to Beat Saber and more. Our VR glasses, MetaQuest 2, will return to Germany later this year. That's a rough translation from Google Translate, so I'm pretty sure they said uh, VR headset or something equivalent. Um, so Germany again, I suppose, opening its gates to Quest 2 sales now that Facebook awesome. is no longer a prerequisite. So that's good for our German listeners. Um in addition to that, we've got a glimpse of a new update that's coming to the Quest. Um, now, these updates, I usually don't get very interested in them. They're not super interesting. I know YouTubers love them, but I usually don't give a damn. Uh, this one's got some Quest Pro features that are exclusive to Quest Pro. And so for Jose's sake, I thought I'd highlight these because they're kind of neat. Um, the first one is, if you're like Jose, you're working all day in, 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 in VR in your new fancy Rolls Royce <laughs> of a headset... Um, you now can, given the fact that it's got 50% extra RAM in the headset, you can listen to background music playback while you're doing mm. other apps. So say you're you know, in Word or whatever and typing away a document, you can have your favorite songs playing away. We haven't had anything like that because unfortunately the headroom in Quest and Quest 2 was so limited. You could do the one thing. You can do the one thing, user, and nothing more. So we're starting to see um, the benefits of additional CPU and RAM headroom in the Pro. That's the first one. And the second one, um, which is interesting, and I'm putting this back to back with the German update for a reason, uh, is that you'll be able to do full mixed reality capture. So being able to see the pass-through camera and have that stitched together with your VR experience in an exportable video file. Finally. So that's very good for developers. Finally, right? Like we had it ages ago. They took it away for privacy concerns where you could see your, you know, surroundings and people were worried about that, I suppose. So they took that away and blanked it out. Um, and now it's coming back. So it's kind of interesting uh, because it worries me a little bit. Remember when HoloLens, we had issues of people walking into bathrooms with the HoloLens um, and recording everything as they were going in, right? And... Um, 
you walk up to a urinal. There's a gentleman. You look to your right, and dude's got a headset on. He looks at you, nods nicely, and now you're exposed on cameras. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Something like that. I mean, that's a far-flung thing, but yeah. I do wonder where this is going to go next now that they've opened the gates again to it. And is, is it going to cause any concern for people? I don't know. I've seen some other uh, people using this headset out in the wild now that it, it's mobile, it's standalone in the past three recordings. Let's see what uh, what we get to next. Please, no one try driving with the uh, MetaQuest Pro. <laughs> the Pastro was not that good. I think I see accent. some people doing stuff with headsets on already, so it's... it's. Uh, I don't. I never understood the fascination with that. Like, I, I know, Me neither. Like, Going like outside I just wearing a headset. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's hey, not subtle like, at all. A little bit, yeah, no. it's like... I don't know. Yeah, I find it weird. It's it's yeah. it's not necessary. It doesn't add any benefit. No. Uh, there's no need to do it. I think there's no games that really like support know, make that. It not support yet. that. Uh, it's more like a little bit of show off. I think of like, like yeah, it's maybe, just a yeah. click. It's a click yeah. thing, right? It's yeah, like here yeah, yeah. I did this thing and yeah. <laughs> I think, or to get like views or like something like that probably yeah, yeah. we've all we've all been there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've all been there. maybe jose hasn't i don't know jose have you I'm had about to, to i'm about yeah, to yeah, i'll, I'll, I'll do something stupid to with a headset i'll God. do something stupid with a headset for some clicks in a few days i'll put like a bomb into a headset or something oh, <laughs> that's already done damn it like, while next driving podcast, at the while same time oh while driving there we go i'll yeah. do it like all in one or actually actually playing yeah, that game know. You know, nobody's done that so far. I think. Oh, there we go. I'll play the game and win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> play Palmer's headset. Yeah, yeah I'm going to play luck. Palmer's headset and win. What is winning? So is that, that living? Or is yeah, I guess so. I think. <laughs> I Not dying is the uh, is the win of, of that game. Um, so another one, uh, small piece of news here. Thanks, Rowdy, for tipping me off on this as well. Facebook got fined again. Uh, Meta, right? The parent company now. A Irish regulator has uh, stepped on, on, on them for GDPR breaches. Uh, in privacy and have have unfortunately fined them 600 and sorry 265 million euro uh, which now means they've had penalties almost in 1 billion euro in in fines um, which is which is a gargantuan amount of money um, but we knew that that was coming uh, that was the writing on the wall when uh, eu legislation dropped with gdpr several years ago um and there are still more proceedings uh, that are being looked into, so this may not be the end of it. Thought I'd mention that anyway. As I said, um, Meta has been been mucking around for some time, and there is a cleanup crew that they've got to straighten their act up against, you know, modern regs. That is unfortunately not the worst that I've seen in the news. Here is the worst. Okay. Oh no. Um, in Wisconsin, a ten-year-old boy in uh, Milwaukee, unfortunately, uh, intentionally aimed a gun at his mother, shot and killed her because she would not buy him a, a, a Meta VR headset. Uh, the boy's aunt and sister said he never cried nor showed remorse. This boy has had trouble in the past and had several other problems, animal abuse and things of that nature. Um, they also said he logged into his mother's Amazon account and ordered an Oculus VR headset the morning after she died. Um, and that same morning, he physically attacked his seven-year-old cousin. So this is a really unfortunate story. I think it's... Again, I, I almost yeah. I almost um, I almost don't want to say it, but it's it's one of these kind of pieces of news that you can't ignore. It's like when that poor Russian gentleman fell through a glass table and was our first person to die in VR. This is almost something that you'd expect an AI bot to write. Um, and it being covered in very widely in the media, it's in every news site that I could see. Um, it's 
it's it's obviously bad press for 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 Meta, or maybe you know someone in yeah. that company is looking yeah. at it in a different way, but. Uh, it's just traumatic. It's traumatic it's, that this can happen anywhere in the world. It's unfortunate. The good thing is that it, that it was highlighted that there was a, a history of me- unfortunate mental illness. Um, so it's very easy to, fortunately, um, through an unfortunate situation, but it, you can detach the, the aspect of a virtual reality headset being involved. It could easily be done. Could have been it could anything. Easily, <laughs> could have been anything. Um, I, I will add to, to the story, though, just to kind of like take it towards a, 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 a slightly uh, different routing conversation is sure. I have noticed lately a, a very active negative perception about VR on a, on a corporate level that has actually yep. made me very suspicious of the... The intention behind it all. Um, I actually saw uh, this week uh, UPS made a, had like a very funny um, UPS store um, drop off uh, in the drop offs for returns for Amazon. They were like, please discard, you know, lame VR headsets here or something like that to return. And it was kind of like, man, like what? Like, was that like, not this a meme? Is- it, it was a meme. Real. It was something, but it, you know what I mean. Like I don't know who it. But if, if it was a meme or not a meme, maybe. But, I mean, but there, there that was course, also that, that. Of course, comes from the the association of VR with Meta. Like if if, if there like people are very mm. negative towards Meta just in general because of you know the history that they have. So any product that they make, therefore, will get a negative association always. And also, yeah. Meta has been to blame part of that themselves with, like, for example, the the kind of releases that they've done with the videos with, like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg showing up the Metaverse, which looks just absolutely terrible. Uh, mm. You know, the, the weird kind of ads that we've seen in order to, like, you know, portray an image that isn't really how VR is. Uh, mm. So, the, the, I mean, and, and of course, like, the entire thing about, like, that there's not enough content coming out. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that know that as well. Uh, th- there is always a negative connotation with a new product or a new industry or an emerging industry because, mm. you know, th- th- there's still, like, you know, not a lot of stuff to be done around it. Yeah. And there was a, and there was also, like, I, I think it was, like, a car commercial recently, too, that the guy was, like, distracted playing VR and the lady's like, oh, you know, this is better. Like, go out and drive into the real world. Don't be inside the VR headset. <laughs> So there, there are there's huh. a lot of commercials that are that are actively kind of pushing that anti VR stigma, and you might be right that maybe there is like a association with Meta does they hate VR because of it, but it's still it's really opinion. it's just they, they're yeah. going with the popular opinion, and the popular opinion <clears throat> of anything that Meta does is negative. Yeah, yeah so, they get that bonus every time they do anything. I think, yeah. and um, you know it. I, I agree with Jose, though, in the last year in particular, and it might be some whiplash or, or backlash from lockdown and COVID mm-hmm. that people are saying, embrace reality, go get with people, don't do this VR thing. Um, but I think it is mixed with the unfortunate hype bubble that mm-hmm. I agree met is behind uh, in the last 12 months, right? Yeah. That they built up. And unfortunately, when you make a bunch of promises and it looks like hot air, um, yeah. and, and virtual people, reality in general that bubble. just has a very dystopian kind of feeling associated with it. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 and even even Meta went, do you remember that Christmas commercial about like that with that, with that was it that bear thing where like everything in the, in the real world <laughs> oh, was God. sad and everything was bad. So go into the virtual. <laughs> oh, yeah, the arcade one. Yes. Last year. Like, Last year. By, by doing that kind of stuff, they kind of like, you know, help that kind of 
yeah, thing called alienation. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's the separation yeah. of like, yeah, you, you, I really you, hate you need that. to choose not, either the yes. real world or the VR world. And of course, like media is going to jump on that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, I, I I think it's still to prove itself in mainstream. And I think it's going yeah. to take some time. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope PSVR 2 helps that along. Oh bit. man! Um, Have you guys seen the the, the public reception of it, the, the the public uh, reception of the content creators that did get to see PSVR two uh, version of Demio? Uh no. Yeah, no, I, didn't. I think I think Skiva from Between Realities posted about it. Um, uh, on I don't remember if it was on Twitter or LinkedIn, but there there's there's some there's some um, receptions of PSVR two performance and graphics being insane. So. We're starting to see uh, that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Thank I did goodness. run across that. Sorry, I thought you meant reactions to people who had tried it. Um, but yeah, yeah the yeah. actual reactions all seem net positive. And as I said before, I mean, when, when Mike and I have talked about his his time as ours with um, with PSVR 2, very, very positive. Um, mm -hmm. You know, ruins ruins modern VR 2.0. So I'm hopeful. Wait. Competition. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like overhyping things either. So let's just wait for it and let's see it coming. Um, <laughs> The last piece of meta information here is uh, is about your wardrobe and how you look and feel in VR. Okay, mm -hmm. so meta is replacing the ghost hands, which we've had for years, with your meta avatar arms. Um, that's right. It's time for old Stretch Armstrong to come back again into the spotlight with, uh, with a, an avatar which you might not associate yourself with. I personally like the anonymized ghost hands. Um, no problem with those at all. Uh, the fact that I'm going to be pasty white spaghetti arms now. Um, They're always yeah, so thin. It doesn't really do it for me. They're always I'd really re thin and it bothers <laughs> me. And it's like, man, yeah. I need to work out. This <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of like, uh, I was like, accounting VR. You remember that game? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they had really stringy arms. Yeah. Those guys. But that's oh, the style yes. of their like cartoons yes. and stuff, you know? Yes. So that's like f more forgivable, I feel like. I kind of yeah, want that, though. Just, I want someone badgering me every time I'm in my headset, you know? Like someone F, say F off at all this when I get into the headset. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, forget this avatar. Anyway, it's coming. Watch out. Just don't be surprised by it if it comes. Uh, there's a mirror and stuff so you can look at yourself. You can see where this is headed, right? Right? This is going to be, hey, look at yourself every day in your VR space so that you want to spend on our digital assets. Yes. That's what I see. Right? So the, the future is coming piece by piece. Again, don't be surprised with it. We were talking about Sony there just a second ago, so why don't we move on to their little motion trackers. Uh, Sony has mm. unveiled kind of a surprising thing here, although it's not outside of Sony's realm of previous consumer products. Uh, they've unveiled a colorful set of six motion trackers called Mocopy, um, which are motion detection tied to a mobile device and touted for use in applications such as VR chat avatar tracking. However, uh, this early demo did appear quite lagged, um, and given this product is only going to be sold in Japan, might not be all that exciting for Westerners who are listening. Uh, the trackers themselves are small, lightweight little pucks at only 8 grams each. Uh, they are placed around the body. You get these little straps to kind of put them on yourself. Uh, one on your head, each wrist is covered, your hip, and then one on each ankle for six in total. Uh, with motion recording, you have an ability to capture your avatar so your digital self in outside locations. So maybe this will be interesting to, you know, content creators and people who are 
um, VR VTubers and stuff like that. Uh, might be handy for Japanese creators to carry their virtual selves with them to a shooting location outdoors. Uh, so these are touted to, to work outside. This is launching in January next year. Um, and so that means, Jose, I'll be in Tokyo. You know, we go out there for a trip. I can sit across from you and pretend to be your anime girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Put your headset yeah, on. Anime waifu. That's it, right? Sort ourselves right out. Anyway, so those are trackers. Um, I'm curious if anyone's had any interaction with uh, body trackers so far. I don't know. Adam, you kind of seem the type you might <laughs> dabble with this stuff. You got any trackers in your possession? Yeah, I, I have the original Vive trackers. I can't... Um, I feel like I've used them, them enough to justify paying the price for them because, you know, they're like a hundred bucks each or something crazy. I only have yeah, three. Yeah. I'm not the crazy like More nine point tracking person, but um, uh, I, I'll use them occasionally with live and then also in VR chat to kind of be that cool kid to be like, hey, look at me. I got trackers. Um, <laughs> but I can appreciate these because they're first of all, they're labeled. So because like, I had to put little sticky notes on mine of like this one's left foot, right foot, waist, whatever. These are labeled. These are much smaller. So they look like they'll be comfortable. It, I'm a little skipped. I mean, it's I, I'm mixed because I'm like, OK, it's Sony. They've got a good reputation, but it's like a mobile um I don't know, like it's not service. Yeah, I don't know. Mobile the right integration word. product. Mobile integration. Yeah. So I feel like maybe if it's. If it works out like virtual motion capture, which is kind of the PC version of that, basically takes the data from that and puts it into other applications, maybe. And I will say that we've seen the laggy kind of video, but that, to be fair, that may have been due to the broadcast uh, delay. Yeah, I was going to say that. I did see... third party, though. No? Yeah. It feels third party. Is that what you're saying, Rap? Yeah. If you you look at the video, like, I feel very little association with Sony there. Yeah. That's true. It's interesting on Yeah, it's uh, it looks like to be it looks like it's a Sony um first uh a, f- a first product, which is what they do is that they do a, yeah. an initial market. They 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 see how it does and then they they so I've worked with a few companies that built a product with Sony and it's incredibly weird bureaucracy. Um essentially the way that Sony adopts a product is that they invest in the product, they release the product and then they see how it does. And then they decide if they're going to like expand on it. So that this is probably like a, 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 it's probably not even going to be released unless they have like a product release date. That's usually what they do to see interest. They do this all the time, mm, especially it being a Japanese uh, regional product. That's when you know it's a Sony like VR chat was already working on integration with them, though. Like it was going to be a, a thing. I feel like they wouldn't be working on it unless it's they possible. It yeah, it, it, it must it must be. And it makes sense for for Sony to be building out um body capture that runs an analog to a cell phone then instead of the headset because it, it will translate well to the psvr2 right and if if, if they can usually especially see. with remote play and all that let's see I, mm-hmm. I i would be really interested to see if we get that integration happening um and particularly if this extends to other markets you know, if it does we'll well sony um, sony sony pays attention that, that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just just to put a little asterisk at the end of this as well. So Mocopy is not to be taken orally. Okay. <laughs> or suppository. Uh, or, or, or suppository. Talk to your physician <laughs> first <laughs> before taking the Mocopy. <laughs> they do look like cute little tablets. You could probably swallow them. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it's a little Track charging. Track your so that's, Yeah. Oh, that's Mocopy. Oh, they do that. Um, 
All right, next up, we've got a new headset launching in China, which is the DPVR E4. Uh, again, mm -hmm. this looks to be another Quest 2 clone, kind of a reference type headset. Uh, she's a 120 hertz 4K LCD for now lenses, 549 US dollars. So for 550 bucks, you get a Steam VR headset. Uh, they are shipping worldwide. Um, there was a Redditor called Small Man with Hambun, uh, who uh, gave a, a little kind of hands-on review and said that the tracking was very poor. Average Optics uh, had a cable on a, a link box on the cable. I hated that from PSVR one, mm. uh, but it had good comfort and on par with Quest 2's clarity. So again, we've got another. Uh, headset that feels to be very reference style without much more to go on about. Um, and in and and so I suppose there's there's probably not much here to get excited about, but we've we've talked about DPVR before. I feel like it was two years ago. So I thought I would mention them again with their new headset coming. It's uh, cool that they're cool. that they're focusing on PC VR though. That's that's actually one little yep. thing that I wanna that I wanna add. Like DPVR's been around for a while, but the fact that they're saying, hey, we yep. wanna getting to into the West and this is how we're going to do it and focusing on PC VR definitely got my interest. Um, they're also boasting a lot about the issues to enter the PC VR market right now because PC VR market is kind of dominated by Valve and Steam VR. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in order for you to get approved into their drivers, you kind of have to play by their game. So you have to have side software in order to translate. And that was one of the things that they actually highlighted was they directly went after the HTC Vive tool that actually runs alongside Steam VR in order for like the Pro 2 and other HTC headsets. And they were talking about how they made sure that their translation stack is actually way better and performs faster than the HTC tool. So that really, I was like, okay, they're, pro they're talking to people like me that are annoyed at that software layer. So I, I definitely want to give them a chance and see what they're doing. For sure. Yeah, good. No, that's really interesting. And also, mm -hmm. um, I remember back to when um, HTC Vive launched initially and Valve was very open book and plan about some of that stack. Um, it's interesting now to hear where we are so many years later and where it's going next, yeah. um, whether that will stay kind of open uh, or, or, or shut. Um, yeah. And then in similar news, uh, Twitter user line 0 noted that the signage for company Mega Dodo has been taken down. So this company, um, some of you might have backed, for example, the Decagear VR headset, <laughs> which is now, like the Dodo, gone extinct. Um, and Rowdy and I were both big fans of the Decamove, their little hip-based tracker. I had that. We were talking yeah. on the subject of trackers. Uh, I always thought that that was such a fun little add-on to certain games. I was primarily using it in Skyrim. It was great for that. And um, some months ago, probably towards the beginning of this year, actually, beginning of 2022, um, just supports it just stopped working well in that in that in that integration. Um, the, the software still runs uh, and all that. But, yeah, there's been no news from the company in about a year's time. Uh, and with the sign coming down, looks like the Dodo is dead. It's been gone apparently Again. since the 12th of April. Uh, so. <laughs> The it's sign like, was the last, uh, the last bit, and it's a shame because you know, I, I do think that the headset that they proposed was like possible. It was just cool. maybe that uh, you know all of the tech that they proposed was, of course, like on on the on the fringe, you know, on the edge <laughs> of technology. Uh, but it's not a doable, uh, just not maybe by such a small team. Uh, yeah, yeah. You need a supply chain. That's it's a team yeah. of ten. Yeah, exactly. Chain, yeah. 
Yeah, people people uh, forget that these these are very advanced cell phones. <laughs> you need a yeah. you need a supply chain in order for you to deliver these headsets and continue keeping the quality. That's the uh, that's that's the the important part. Like anybody can build a headset in their garage. Like I've been seeing a lot of companies that are doing that, and a lot of people that like kind of skyrocketed and like, hey, look at this really badass you know haptic glove that you can build. It's like yeah, but you can't scale that. You can't yeah. continue Make keeping the quality. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, make my last interaction with them was very strange. It was it was December last year, just before my move, and they were trying to do like a a a sale uh, campaign for two weeks before Christmas, Um, and they were offering you know creators a a cut in in the revenue. And I said, guys, you're going to need it. You keep your money. But um, after that, never heard from them again. Yeah. I actually had a weird interaction in that and that the person who contacted me, I think I had asked questions later and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm not working for the company anymore. And I was like, oh, OK. Jeez. How did she respond? Yeah. And there was. Yeah. And I had it very similar. And, and there was no public announcement or anything. It's, it's like they just crumbled. Um, but anyway, that's Megadodo. Um, well, what happens? We probably the, won't hear from a again. Kickstarter, right? What? Was it not a Kickstarter? It, um, or Indiegogo. One of those. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, but I don't think that they made good on their promises. So. <laughs> don't ask me what happens when a Kickstarter falls through. I, <laughs> I generally stay away from that stuff for that reason. I don't I don't trust them to get the product that I back. If you're backing it, I feel like those sites are great if you back something like spiritually. It's like, take yes. my money. If you run away with my money, no worries. No, no hard feelings because... <laughs> No hard feelings because I, I realize that this is like a, a sand dune, and if it shifts in the wrong way, it's never happening. Mm. Um, w- which is why, if you're going to back a Kickstarter, like if it's got a good intro trailer, if they've got some proven track record, if the company seems stable, fair enough. But if those three things aren't lined up, you're, th- you're probably throwing your money away. Can anyway, I be honest? Anyway. I, I think those for me, those are the three reasons why I don't back a Kickstarter. Because if I yeah. see like a really well-known, prominent name using Kickstarter, I'm like, why are they? they? Exactly. It's oh, like, dude, right. like, like people should know you. Like when, like it's, it always concerns me every time. It's like, what? No big triple a publisher wants to deal with you like you're a legend there must be a reason and we have seen yeah. every single time for unfortunately that yeah there's there's validity to the reason why the publishers don't revisit some of these games that get kickstarted all the time yeah Stacks. and that said like I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm glad like indie creators and that have a chance have a platform for to sure. be able to earn some money crowdsource that's it. what i love yeah if it's an indie really creator like that, that i never heard of and it looks inspiring oh dude take my money i never heard Absolutely. from you you know what I mean? But if I heard from you and now you're on Kickstarter <laughs> asking the community for money, I don't, you're not getting it. <laughs> Very good. Well, with that, speaking of community, let's move to uh, awards. There are two big award ceremonies uh, and uh, two big award ceremonies and one still to come up. So uh, IGN's top VR headsets featured the best standalone headset uh, this <laughs> this week in an embarrassing publication and tweet, which they've since retracted. So I won't go into details, but in short, let's just say they showed off a variant of the HTC Vive with base stations showing and claimed it was the best standalone headset. A standalone headset <laughs> with base stations. Uh, anyway, um, a serious face palm there for IGN. Uh, but this kind of goes back to where I feel like, although we had focus and attention before from some of the main players, 
we're starting to see that wane again. And we're starting to see them not pay as much attention editorially uh, and in the comments that they're making, um, to, to Jose's point a little bit earlier. So thought I would just mention that. Uh, the other one, uh, which is more of a star-studded affair, um, which I approach sensitively, is the VR awards. Uh, I'm going to keep this slim, so I'll just keep it to three categories and just mention. Uh, so VR Content Creator of the Year Award, uh, which was awarded to Habby147. Um, I hadn't, I'd seen the name around, but I'd never checked out the videos, took some time aside to watch some videos today, and honestly, what a, what a warm creator who's, who's done a real wide array of content. So if you haven't checked out on YouTube, go to Habby147. Uh, VR Hardware of the Year went to the Pico Neo 3 Link. Uh, so that's good. Not too much hardware in the hardware space this year, but they decided to award that to Pico. And then VR Game of the Year, which I think Adam will be happy about, went to Moss Book 2 from Polyarch. That was my so, guess. That was my guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Warm fuzzies. Interesting. Um, so that was your guess for the Game Awards, which haven't happened yet, but the VR Awards are done. Those are dusted, done. We saw a lot of names. Uh, Game Awards is still coming, and that's the big daddy because yeah. they're the ones who the world watches. Um, and that's happening on November 8th, so not November 15th. I know we've said November 15th about 20 times this podcast. Uh, they're running about a week before everyone else. Um, I wanted to remind you to tune into this one because, like my highlight at the beginning of the podcast... Um, you can get a Steam Deck for free uh, if you watch uh, Steam. Uh, sorry, Valve are giving away one a minute. Uh, the wow. five twelve gigabyte edition of the Steam Deck is going to be given away in chat. Here are the requirements: you've got to re register to enter the drawing and be watching the Game Awards on Steam. So you're watching via Steam uh, to be eligible to win. To register, you must be in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., or in the EU. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's wider than we've seen before and have made a purchase on Steam in the last year from November 14th, 2021 until November 14th, 2022. Uh, you have to have verified your country, be in good standing and not have a limited account. OK, um, on December 8th, when the Game Awards airs every minute, a random name will be drawn from the pool of registrants currently watching the show on Steam. So if you don't have a deck yet, I can tell you from hands-on experience, it's a feckin' great machine. And if you don't have to pay for it, it's even better yet. So deck the halls, <laughs> tune in at steam.tv, uh, and the winners are going to be announced in chat as we go. That's going to make for quite the flood of <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have to be active, like typing in chat, or does it just pick from viewers, I wonder? You say? have to register. I've already pre-registered and it gives you a nice little, hey, you've registered. Then is, if you're watching, you can you have a chance of get, getting picked. Uh, it doesn't say you have to be active in chat. I hope the show That's goes so on cool. for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I stayed up late in the UK watching that. You can imagine with the time shift. I was up until like 3 a.m. or something. Jesus. And I was very disappointed the year I watched it. But um, I'm going to watch it this year. We're going to see who takes the ARVR awards. There were five categories we mentioned on the last podcast. And hey, if any of you win a Steam Deck... Let us know. I'm going to be trying. I'm going to try That's for so it. Awesome. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to try right. that too. I already have one. I, I was hoping you didn't mention like, oh, if you already own one, then you can't. But it, but it doesn't. It, you didn't that, mention that. So that stipulation doesn't seem to be there. Now read the fine print. Christmas gifts. Uh, and as yeah. I said, I'll just mention again, steam.tv. I haven't watched much on Steam. I've seen their, you know, stream broadcasts when they introduced that where developers play their game a little bit. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. But I haven't watched much on there. So I'm wondering, Same. is there going to be some interaction? Like, are you going to be able to, like, uh, vote or something like that? Like, like active during? 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to see. They're obviously pulling us in there for a reason. So either it's, you know, sales on Steam or some kind of new interactive feature with the Game Awards. So looking forward to that one. That's nice. awesome. Okay. There you go. And then finally to round up the newsreel, um, we're going to talk a little bit about VR Chat. So VR Chat has launched a big update uh, which is Groups this week. And this sounds really neat. Um, it's going to appear as subtext uh, in a subtext tag below your username when you're in VR chat. So it might say Jose or Adam and underneath that Gurk, right? <laughs> Showing as your, as your selected group. Um, group search and user administration is coming. Um, and do note if you want to make a group, uh, you're going to have to be a VR chat plus member. So that's their subscription service for, I don't remember. It was about 10 or a month. Um, but it's just, uh, it, it's something that's going to allow people to more organically find and meet up with groups that on a regular basis, um, they want to connect with. So for example, mm. my wife does loads of VR chat. She finds it as a, a nice way, especially we got busy kids can't really go out on the town so much, right. Connect with, uh, with a group of people. But one of the problems she had was, I don't know when other people are online. You can friend them, but there's no real easy way with this. For the group, you'll have a group listing showing, okay, oh, Jose and Adam are online. You know, there's three people online. There's 30 people online. And it kind of attracts you into those group functions. And then you can also join on them if they're doing something. Um, so I think this is going to really help as some glue that's uh, much needed and maybe even transform VRChat even further than it is today. So I thought I'd mention that. And I just want to thank um, Maria from, from Raindance uh, for letting me know that that was coming. That's, that's, that's quite cool. If you're a bit like Rowdy, and me, uh, and don't care much for people. Sorry, no, just Rowdy. Just Rowdy, the one who doesn't care for people. <laughs> Look at That's that fair. face. And maybe instead you'd prefer to, you know, gun people down, blow them up, chop them into little pieces and save for later. Although that's sounding more like an Adam thing. Yeah, that's more, that's um, more Adam. Yeah. Chainsaws. Wh whatever your flame desires, well, we've got the Hanukkah gift for you. <laughs> so first in the main topics, let's talk about Breachers. Uh, Breachers. Uh, and I've, I've, I've kind of spent that's a good few B, hours right? of this. I was not, playing this. Not with a P. <laughs> no, not, not not preachers, not preachers, preachers. <laughs> preachers. That sounds That's like a whole different game. The simulator. Yeah. Know, that sounds kind of good. You know? Do you know Preacher the comic? Because um, it's a bloody mess. Oh, okay. you know a good preacher? comic. They got a live. Yeah, they, they had a live action adaptation for a while. I don't know if it's still going. Oh yeah, they did on Amazon or and somewhere. I, um, the guy, the the, the, the channel that had The Walking Dead. I don't remember which one. AMC. AMC. AMC yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, they yeah. had a live action for a while. All right, there you go. Go watch Breachers and then maybe play some Breachers. <laughs> so, what is Breachers? Well, uh, a lot of people, although I'm not a Rainbow Six guy, uh, except for the original Rainbow Six, where everyone walked around like fat ducks, um, <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege is a very popular game, uh, which is, uh, again, squad-based. It's 5v5, um, and Breachers will... Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly scratch that itch. Uh, like, like it says, what kind of weapons do you have and type of game in this, in this 5v5 squad game? Uh, you've got things like drones, so a pilotable drone that you can hover in through windows and doors and stuff like that to spot what the enemy team is up to. Door blockers, which a lot of you have seen in these squad-based games. Incendiary grenades for fans of, you know, like the Molotov effect, burning the floor and doing damage over time. Their smoke grenade is the saddest thing I think I've seen in a game yet, which is just literally a, uh, looks like a unity gray sphere. <laughs> it's just like a hard sphere that you can sit inside <laughs> with like almost no visibility out of it. Um, I'm sure they'll develop that further. This is an alpha, by the way, so I'm not going to be too hard on it. But let's not forget... 
the the namesake, the breaching foam. Breaching foam is amazing. I don't think I've had so much fun with a weapon in a game for a long time. It, you can draw a little smiley face with it, and then you hit the back of the plunger, and it blows open one of the hallmarks in the level. The, each of the spaces that you can blow open the walls are predetermined, so this isn't yet my my hope for VR, which is Battlefield Bad Company 2, where you can drive a tank through a wall or whatever, yes. or detonate as you're running. We gotta have that coming. Oh. But Breachers is certainly uh, the nearest thing that I've seen so far, where you get your team ready, you spray some foam on. Looks like some shaving foam, honestly, as you're spraying it on the thing. When that <laughs> runs out, you hit the back of the plunger, things blows up, and you run through and run and gun. So Most fantastic. Way um, to shave. Yeah. <laughs> Blow shave up. with Blow breaching foam. This don't go near any open flames. I can, tell, I can tell Palmer has gotten into all of your minds. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Put bombs on everything. <laughs> so, so for those wondering, uh, because this is always a question with alphas and stuff like that, um, how do I play it? Okay, where is it accessible? It's not in the Meta Store. It's not in App Lab. It's not even in SideQuest. It's in GitHub. Okay, it's, it's not even an itch. It's like the lowest of the tree, so you got to do the most work. So what do you need to be able to play this? Um, you are going to have to get SideQuest working in order to sideload the files that you need from GitHub onto your quest. Uh, that was easiestly, easiest done, I would say, on PC. In order to get into SideQuest, if you don't have that yet, you're going to need to sign up for the Meta Developer Program. And actually, one of the prerequisites now, this is a new one since last year, uh, you have to, you know, register a, a card in your name or something like that. So I had to register a you know, credit card and they store it on file. Now, that sounds like a pain in the ass, but it also has a benefit I'll talk to you about in a minute, because how many kids have a credit card that they can sign up to for a SideQuest right. developer oh. account? Not many. So what that means is I was playing mostly with adults. I think there was one kid out of maybe 50, 60 people I played with. One rich um, kid. One, one <laughs> rich and spoiled <laughs> kid. One kid from a rich family who borrowed daddy or mommy's headset, I suppose. Um, but but um, it was a really good good time. And I would say the bots that are in there are kind of smart enough not to be dumb bots and not tough enough to be competitive with humans in such a way that if there's three bots left and you're the last one on the human team, you'll probably take them out. You know, it's, it's a bit that way. But you might not if you're new. Um, so that's the difficulty level. But 5v5 works pretty well. I'd say 75% of the time I had a pretty full team in between rounds, much like Contractors, it breaks to, I don't know why we chose this, a basketball court. And people usually bemoan, there's like a big button in the middle. So you either slap the button, or you play basketball. And normally what happens is match closes, finishes up, everyone runs for the button. Someone says, don't press the button. And someone presses the button, you go into the next match. You almost never see basketball. Um, but but it was loads of, it's actually really, really fun. Very strategic. Um, and what you can do also is rappelling down the walls. You have a little grappling hook and it works very smoothly. You run up to a wall, you point up, you hold the trigger. You shoot your grappling hook up, and I'll tell you, scaling a wall like that vertical string upwards uh, with a team of five people feels fucking badass. It feels so cool. And then you go and you breach through a wall or whatever, and um, the way that they've handled when you're dead is also pretty good. So um, you can spectate view. You can hover around as a head. You don't clip through the level, and I found that a little annoying as a spectator because if you're on level two and everyone's on the action's on level one, you have to find your way to a corridor to kind of like walk your <laughs> way up the stairs. You can't just go through the level. Yeah. Um, and the good thing that they implemented is you're not able to cam spy on the opposing team. So unless your teammate sees and has line of sight on an enemy, they don't appear on your screen as you're dead, huh. and you can still talk to your teammates um, while you're dead. 
So if you die, you can say, oh, he killed me in the kitchen, right? So you can say that even after you've been killed, which is a, an interesting strategic play. But the fact that they blind you on the cameras makes it a little bit more balanced. But I'd say, is it worth the, uh, the effort of going in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is from the devs who made Hyperdash, which was a super slick on rails, almost TF2 style shooter, which was like a push push pull. Um, this game is great. This game is absolutely awesome. fantastic. I I've seen a lot of people Dash. raving about it. Do the do the work. I would love to get us in as a team if you if this interests you. Um, and we'll put together a breacher session and get the team working together, bonding and breaking in. And you you play on two very distinct teams actually. Attacking have different weapons, tools, and stuff than defenders. The defenders have a bunch of other tools that I didn't mention. I won't spoil it all for you. I want to incentivize our audience and each of you in the crew to. Go on, take the plunge um, and get those two files onto your quest. So there you go. There's your homework for for next week. <laughs> have any of you actually done it yet? Have any of you gotten into Breachers? I don't nope. think so. No, but I heard a lot about it. A lot of people have been positive reception about it. So I'm definitely, I love Hyperdash. So I'm definitely very interested in trying it out. Install it before you go on the road again, Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take it with me. Let's do it. Take it with you. We'll, we'll, we'll get in together. I'll definitely plan a session for us then. Sounds Dope. good. So that's Breachers. Uh, if you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and, and find your way, plot on over to the GitHub. Um, I don't think I have it in the description yet, but we could add that in after uh, after the podcast today. So you have a click uh, or find their Discord. That's another way to get to it. Would it be? Uh, next. Would it be? Oh, you said yippee? With, with, with a B. Breachers. Breachers, not preachers. Breachers with a B. The, the reason it keeps catching me, Rowdy, is I have your face covered up with like a uh, camera. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm not, I'm not getting it. Okay. Preachers and Breachers. Uh, <laughs> Breachers being the game and Preachers being what you should watch after after you finish a match. Um, next up in our lineup, Half-Life Alex has a new mod called Levitation. Adam's going to tell us all about it. Yeah, I was actually very happy because it's been a little while since I hopped back into Half-Life Alex. Um, so being able to have a good excuse of, well, this, this mod looks pretty good. That made me happy. To give you the TLDR, the synopsis, basically, you play as Alex, of course. Um, you're teaming up with Russell once again, and you're following the trail of uh, two rebels that are called that are Maya and Barry, um, who have discovered a sinister project bearing deep in the Combine's Sector X. So basically, this mod is free, of course. Um, it's expected to be about a four to five hour experience for the average player. And I found that in my playthrough, it took me about yeah, like four and a half hours. So that was pretty much on the money. Um, oh, wow. the, I will say that uh, and, and like the four and a half hours was me kind of looking what I thought was in most nooks and crannies because I like to find all that hidden resin and whatnot. Um, but apparently I did miss stuff because there are some sort of uh, without spoiling it, some unlockables or discoverables that you could find. And I only found one and this was at the very end. And I was like, oh, well. Guess I wasn't as good of a scout as I thought I was, but um, <laughs> I will say this. So it's meant to feel I'm not going to go into any spoilers. Don't worry. It's meant to feel like a like a continuation of, of Half-Life Alex. And you can tell that they put a lot of love into this mod to make it feel uh, very natural with the campaign. Um, there were several wow factor moments of um they were very reminiscent of the original half-life alex like again without going into specific spoilers but like parts where you go where you've been in tunnels for a while and you're going outside and you look outside and you're like wow the outside looks great or um even the voice acting which for uh specifically alex and russell and 
another character that I'm not going to mention, but people could probably guess who it would be. They were very good in that I couldn't tell if they just reused Half-Life Alex uh, voice lines and just remixed them together somehow. But they were they felt very natural and very good. Um, the character. How do they do that these days? Because that's how they used to do it. You would take the audio segments and you'd chop them up and you'd reform them if you were doing a mod. Does AI support that? Yes. Yeah, I haven't heard yes. of applications. It, it, it definitely does. So if you if you have enough audio files, because uh, I know that for example, like a program that uh-huh. I sometimes use for the podcast as well is called Descript, which allows you to uh, uh, like it uses AI as well in, in case you want to like. I mean, I I never do it. I just use it for the audio features. But like it has an AI tool that built in there as well, where you can like cut out a section of your of your audio, but also insert a section. So you can, for example, type it out, and it uses like the audio that it has before to kind of mimic your voice and like read out that section. That's you make a podcast. What is that called? You could just be you and the AI crew. I'm I'm <laughs> yes. worried for the last year. Rowdy's, Rowdy's not even been on the podcast. Episodes, but no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even been here. But yeah, so the, I I don't know exactly how they do it. I mean, there are some parts where it's obvious where there's like grunts or Alex is going, yeah. So it's like, you know, they probably pulled those, but other there, there were two other characters that you could tell that they must've hired or had someone do voice acting for because they felt off, unfortunately. Um, And you know, you could tell they probably tried their best, but it was just such a, maybe because those characters you didn't know about. So it was such a stark contrast from what you expected. I don't know. Um, I will, I guess for those who are kind of scaredy, um, there are a couple minor jump scares, but nothing out of the normal from Half-Life Alex. Uh, uh, So like if if you handled regular Half-Life Alex fine, you'll be fine in this too. Um, Okay. I will say, again, not going to go into specifics, but um, in, in certain parts, they do use the energy, like at the end of Half-Life Alex, we have those cores. There was a part I did not like very much I, that I got frustrated that they used it too much, I felt like. And, oh, no. and um, oh, no. the ending was okay. So the energy cores as in like the like it was like a battery module? Yes. Yeah, or so you, do you mean uh, the one where you're solving that three-dimensional puzzle? No, no. they had they, Those were there, too, because they had your normal upgrade stations and stuff you could hack. So those were there. But no, it's the... At the very end of Half-Life Alex, where you've got that badass moment, you can just because you, you lose all your weapons. They they brought that into yes. this one too, which was good because I liked it. But the way that they used it in one instance was frustrating to me, yeah. and I just okay. angry with that. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> the but overall, I would say the story was okay. Like I I wouldn't go into this expecting like oh man, like I want to go deep into Half-Life Alex. Lore well, obviously too as a mod, but. Yeah. But of course, this is this is a mod, right? This is made not yes. by a, a team of writers that you know can like write stories. It's levels, well paced. Movies, it's well paced. Like, yeah. so I would go into That's it good. for the experience of you know what I want to go and play Half Life Alex again with it feeling like a Half Life Alex map. You know, it it yeah. In that sense, they did they put a lot of love and care. Like some of the the maps, the details in it are really well done. So you could tell that they put a lot of time into this. Um, and it's pretty yeah. like. Why That's awesome. not? Yeah. <laughs> That's know? so rad. And they were working on it for, I, I think, two years or something um, to get to this point. I think that's what wow. I what I read about Levitation. So um, interesting. And to, to install this mod, is it, is it just a simple click install on, on Steam Workshop? Yeah, or how did you get it? Steam Workshop. Um, they have one of the, the listings has all five of the 
I don't want to do kind of like episodes or packs in it. And so they will just load one into another automatically. You don't have to worry about doing a new game and going to the second section. It'll just, if you just right. get all five of them, it'll just naturally flow very well. Um, so that was super Sounds easy. Good. Yep. That's yeah, cool. very good. While, while we're on the topic, um, are there any uh, favorites that each of you have for Half-Life Alex mods? If you have dabbled? I mean, no, not really. Unfortunately, half vanilla. I, I like my my Half Life Alex Vanilla. <laughs> I tried I tried a couple, but uh, it's not really something that I really like went into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the John Wick style one. Uh, yes, contract. I'm forgetting the name now, but um, the, the kind of contract killer one that was pretty cool, high quality. But this levitation one does look neat as well. Yeah, it does. Uh, Contracts is is particularly amazing. I thought so. Yeah. Um, great. Well, let's move on to the third part then. Um, Maybe my favorite part of, of today's podcast is mm. going to be, and maybe the most spicy, salty <laughs> part, <laughs> is going to be The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, Retribution. The longest name we've had for a game in a long time. I was trying to abbreviate it and realized that even abbreviated, it's longer than most game names. Um, but anyway, as long as you can get that one down, Saints Chapter 2, as I'll call it from here on in, um, hey, the wait's over, you know? Well, for some of us. Uh, MetaQuest 2 owners can dive into the post-apocalyptic city of New Orleans once again with the release of Chapter 2. Uh, this is coming from Skydance Interactive. Okay, so you get to return to the world and jump back into the body of the tourist who you embodied in the first game. You navigate all new threats that pose danger from the flooded city of New Orleans, and everything looks pretty familiar uh, as you're getting in. Walkers are roaming the streets, uh, various individuals have risen to power, so it feels a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months after the first story. Uh, there's also the unrelenting threat of the Axeman uh, bringing a new level of terror to the game. Okay, so um, and that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. And Chainsaws, specifically mm -hmm. for, for to Adam's liking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, um, I, d I did get uh, kind of an early look at this, um, and well, I'll, I'll save my comments about the kind of early PC build for another month uh, because that's to come yet. Although I got to tinker with that. I'll be zip lipped with that one for now. Uh, the quest build feels on par, I would say, with the first game. Um, let me just lay out as well before we talk about the survival system. And for those unfamiliar, perhaps, with The Walking Dead, what it entails, what does the gameplay feel like? Because this isn't just like a, a run and gun game. You're actually crafting recipes. Um, you're having to survive, keep your stamina up, uh, your health bar alive, and you're running against the clock before zombies flood a town. So it's very much kind of a looter, almost like a looter shooter. Like you're scavenging, you're trying to survive, you're following a story through. Um, so it's got a lot of what the initial game had. Uh, but now for those who, who played the first game, it's actually expanded. And again, I won't go into spoilers, uh, but where you start off in, in this game surprised me quite a bit. Uh, so for example, I was surprised that they reused a lot of the assets in the intro. I was surprised that you started off in basically the same place of the first game. And for the first hour or two, things felt, I'll say, Amy? too familiar. Mm. Yeah, too familiar. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, hang on a second here. There's a lot of reused stuff, right? After having spent four going on five hours into the game, it gives you a kind of a, um, a familiar home, right? So you're familiar, you're on the bus, you've got the same kind of unlocks. And there was also a reason for that. 
And one of the coolest features, uh, which unfortunately wasn't available on day one, but is now, I verified this before the podcast, that was the question the podcast was asking me earlier, does the export save game from game one import into game two work? And so it does. As of yesterday, um, Skydance confirmed that for me. So um, this is great news because initially that was a heartbreaker for a lot of old school Saints fans who loved the first game, had survived. And as the game goes on, the, the more days you live, the game gets tougher, more zombies, more threat, more hazards. And so people were building up their save files, unlocking everything in preparation for this game. And then it came out and it's like, oh, sorry, save function doesn't work yet. And it's like, it, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Does that mean um, all of your so, recipes transfer too? Ah, yeah. okay. All right. Which is amazing, right? So if you found there were standard recipes, which are like the leveling system in the game, you unlock, you know, a katana or you unlock the ability to make bullets for a gun that you care about. Um, and those weapons mm-hmm. are stronger uh, and will last you longer than if you just find a weapon on the ground. Okay. They're not beaten up or whatever. They're brand new. You've just made them. Um, and similarly, food that you find, you know, won't damage your health. If you, if you, if you find that it damages your health, if you create it and fabricate it, it doesn't. So there are advantages to these recipes. And if in the first game you found the secret recipes, uh, which you can find littered about the game world, you want to bring them over. Uh, but you need to have that original save file. And for me, unfortunately, I played the first game on PC. Um, so even if I had my save file handy, which unfortunately I don't, uh, I couldn't import it into the game. Um, it needs to be, I think, on the headset and use the export function, which is very easy. It's on the main menu. You say export my save. It says ex- export it. And you log into the other game and you import. It imports and you start and you can move away. So that'll be good for anyone who is a Quest native player. They've got the new game. The new game runs well. I would say there is a fair amount of pop-in and stuff that's happening, but the environment feels like Saints and Sinners. Any of the gripes you had with the first game, I think are going to be echoed here. Uh, Spongy shooting, Mm -hmm. uh, floaty shooting is one of the things that my chat had said kind of repeatedly. Like, did they fix that? Does it feel snappy? Does it still have that drag as you move the hands around? And it always felt very Saints. A little Bone Lab-esque as well, because they have a similar feeling of uh, weight to the guns. So not just the melee weapons, not just the heavy axe that you're holding, but also the gun. As you swing the gun around, it will take its time. Um, And a lot of kind of hardcore shooters want that to be as snappy as they are, right? If I move my body quickly, I want the gun to come quickly, and and Saints has never done that. This game doesn't do that either. Oh, that's what I was wondering. So you're getting a Saints experience. You're getting a Saints experience. Um, It does feel like Saints. Even the tutorial and the infamous tutorial guy are still there. So it's like the tutorial <laughs> from the first game. Mike. It's really weird. Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, Mike, the tutorial guy. So do you, when you go through the tutorial, there's a dude who's talking to you. And again, it's, it's a little bit of myth or whatever, but most people didn't treat him very nicely. <laughs> like you end up shooting him or axing him or whatever it is, but he dies. It just and then another out. dude walks in. Another dude walks in and they keep having people coming um and and apparently if you mistreat the uh the tutorial guy he will remember and i don't know what that means maybe that comes back to you later in the game or maybe and i don't know i'm guessing here because i'm not that part of the game yet i'd love it if if the tutorial guy was the axe man this guy who chases you around the level (laughs) Um, 
That would be a great twist. That would be so yeah, funny. Awesome. Be fucking funny. Um, this game isn't cheap either. That's another complaint I heard. Uh, so it is uh, for the base game for chapter two, which you can play standalone. You can just like I, like I have. You just start off. They start you off with some recipes. You're not starting from scratch. You're not unlocking the bus. You're not, you know, you're set up. You've got your base camp established, um, but it's now expanded. I won't go into much into that because it's cool how they expanded it. And I want people to be able to explore that for themselves. But the base game is $40. I probably personally would have liked to see it at 30. You can buy an edition that's 50 bucks or get an upgrade if you've got the base game already for $50, which has a couple of extra weapon recipes called The Blessing and Fat Tuesday. Um, and it comes with a couple of other things, collectible postcards and a demon storage shelf. I don't know what that is, but I'm always putting my um, the trophies that you can find around, like the angel statue. There's like a demon statue too, and I bring mm. them back to the bus and I sit them up. And then strangely, they move. Every time I come back to the bus, they're in a different place. I don't know, that must be a code thing. Um, but I like my little bus area. I just wish that they had um, the ability for you to make the place a little bit more nice, uh, like some Christmas lights or something. Like if I was in that horrible space, I think I would upgrade my, um, you know, where I was living a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's quite dimly lit. And it's like, I there's no way I would live that way. I mean, one of my gripes I was yeah, with the first the one, too, is it's like, oh, I, I'm bringing all this. Like, I would collect heads like a normal person and I would bring them to my bus just to, to put them on a <laughs> shelf or whatever. Me, Adam. But then I would go, wow. you know, off into another map and then come back and they're gone. And I'm sad because it's like it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. So I do wish they <laughs> I can understand maybe not giving you the option to go too crazy with it just because people would probably do like a fallout thing and just hoard stuff and then it would bog down the system. But, uh, yeah. but like, I don't know, keep a couple things, maybe let you know, like, there's a limit. Like, I want to what if I want to collect my heads? They, 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 if you looked at them, their mouth would move. It was the creepiest thing ever. Just I liked it. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's at least the second creepiest thing ever, Adam. I that's think you amazing. might be winning the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. It's fascinating. Collecting heads. <laughs> my God. Everybody. But I'm, I am sad to hear about the um, normal behavior. The, um, the guns, because, yeah, in the first game... Really? That disappointed you? Well, you didn't like that? In the first game, I, I didn't like how they felt, so all I did was pretty much grab heads. I would do the grab and stab. Like, I didn't stab, really yeah. have much other of a technique other than melee. Maybe I'd experiment with different melee, but I usually ended up sticking to some kind of, like, a close-range uh, knife of yeah, some sort. Yeah, guns... Guns kind of sucked in the first one for the reason that they make a lot of noise. Um, That's true, too. And so they do attract zombies. They have the lovely feature from the first game, which I love. If you're new to Saints, they allow you to detect the microphone. So if you make sound, it attracts zombies. Now, if you happen to be a live streamer like me, and you're talking all the goddamn time, um, that gets really interesting in this game. I feel like they turned that dial up. Because there are zombies coming at me constantly. Um, and it didn't help that Skydance, kind of one of their one of their staff members were watching. And they're, I was like looking at the map, which now has all the cities are like kind of unlocked. And so you can pick where you want to go. In the first one, you kind of travel from one place to another. And it's a bit like drawing string on a map. Um, you know, you learn the story as you go. So I still recommend people play the first game. Uh, go through that full thing. That'll take you some time. Then come into the second game. And there was a bundle. You can get the two of them for, for $60. And I think that's 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 a probably a good price for, for both games back to back. That'll last you a good 25, 30 hours, I'd say. Um, and, and like, it's just, 
being able to pick where you want to go means you don't know where to go necessarily. Yeah. You still have your missions, you still have your chest and all that, but it's a little bit feels a little bit more open world that way. Um, and I ended up get, taking the recommendation to go to Old Town. I'm going to issue a warning. Old Town is a hardcore place <laughs> where the overrun happened. And even for veteran players, you get torn apart. Um, and oh, I see. We have her in the chat. Thanks, Pepsi Cat. Um, <laughs> I went there thinking, oh, this won't be so bad. There was a mission I had to do something there. And uh, man, I got torn apart, I think, six times in a row. <gasps> and like meleeing, stabbing, like... I've got 13 zombies before what I can, before I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it was, it was actually loads of fun. And for the first time in about two years, I got scared, uh, from the things that were assaulting me. Things were just popping out that like, I wasn't expecting. It wasn't a jump scare, but I was getting threatened like in, at a human level. So it definitely has a lot of merit. If you are a saints <laughs> player and you're a saints fan, it was in my personal top five. This game is for you, right? Definitely go play this. The one thing I would say is, and this is the big warning sign, uh, if you play on PC, or you prefer to play on PC, even though it's cross-buy, you're probably going to want to wait because uh, this game is coming out for PC VR mm. a little bit later. It's coming to PSVR 2 as well. So in February, we're going to get it on PC. And the difference in visuals, given that I've seen the both, um, even of an early PC build, the difference in visuals, which you can see in a bunch of YouTuber uh, creator uh, videos and stuff like that, are way better on PC. They look great. Um, so I would say if you're a, a hardcore visuals person, wait, uh, because well, even, the game is even, worth even waiting for. Even if you for. want to play the game as it's supposed to be played, right? Because this game is yeah. originally made for mm. a PC title and then was brought to Quest. Right? It's not the other yep. way around. Even yeah, though they're exactly. bringing it out first now on Quest. like, Yeah, that's a very good point, Rowdy. So first out on PC, then converted to other platforms. Um, I believe it's on PSVR 1, if I'm not mistaken, and Quest on the first game. I don't know. Did that make it? I don't remember. Um, there's going to be a physical edition of the PSVR 2 release. Um, so that's uh, PSVR 2 coming out March 21st. So that's quite a ways to wait if you're just a PSVR 2 pre-order will be owning PSVR 2 player. Uh, but the PC version sometime in February. And I think they're not giving a specific date because they're hoping for early February, might slip later, <sighs> that type of thing. Um, but it's okay. I mean, I think it's going to be worth the wait. I like the extension. It does feel, so far, I'm only five hours in, and I haven't met the Axeman myself yet, uh, it does feel like um, more like a, like a heavy DLC or like a heavy expansion. And that might be because of all the reused assets and stuff, but it's not as fresh-faced as yeah. I was expecting. But given they're allowing their hardcore audience to port the save over, I think that's really good. I'll tell you one thing, and this is just an idea um, before we kind of wrap up on this and I'll ask if anyone else has been playing it as well. But um, the the save import, ex export import thing uh, is, is a great facet. But one thing that I've not seen a single VR company do, and I think it's because of the cross-platform craziness that that is behind the scenes is no one has had a consistent persistent save file so for example when i play demio with rowdy i have a different progress level on my quest headset versus when i play on pc doesn't matter if i'm in the meta quest store it's not the same save file it, I'm, I'm progressing separately same thing here it's cross by but if you play on the quest your progress is not transforming to the pc build and I've never seen that. After the fall, it's very similar. After the fall, mm. I've got different progress on the two headsets. And this is my plea. 
My plea to VR developers, I know this is going to be difficult and some dev is going to say to me, it just can't be done, Zim, or it's just too difficult right now. But what I want is I want to get to the Nintendo Switch of VR, right? I want to be able to pick up and go and go on a trip like Jose, right? A lot of us are adults who are busy. We're traveling and stuff. I want to bring my VR device with me. I don't necessarily want to open firewall ports and poke back to my home PC and deal with the latency that's there, even though Guy Godin's done a great job with virtual desktop. I want to play the Quest build, the lightweight, you know, travel version, and I want to play the PC VR build. And I think there are going to be more and more players doing that in the future. Mm. So I hope that Meta takes that into consideration with their Quest 3, that it's strong enough, maybe that we're finally going to be able to allow what is the PC VR build to be running on the Quest 3. Yeah. Maybe it's which still is what early. we're seeing, which is what yeah. happened re- very recently with consoles, right? So it is it is definitely coming yeah. for VR x86 plat back in the day you know you had like developers making like seven different versions of the games and <laughs> the ps4 is pretty much a pc now they're they're using the same architecture so that they streamline the development process so i'm pretty sure and, and uh, funny enough meta has been getting towards exactly that right there yep. there's a reason why they abandoned the old school tracking style and decided to go with the open vr standard and embraced it because of that reason it's eventually mm. everything will be moving over to it's got to merge right it has to it has to i definitely want it now though i'm one of those oh, yeah, like impatient here. gamers who's like <laughs> it just seems like such a from a gamer's perspective you're like it's so easy just connect them right but it's the same the old adage of multiplayer so yeah, yeah having a having a very good time uh, with Saints and Sinners. They haven't disappointed me. I, I'm really enjoying it. As I said, I was a little shocked at the intro, the, the reused assets and scenes and characters and all that. Uh, there are new characters and stuff as well to keep it interesting. Um, can't wait to play more. Also, so. people, when Zim says that he has been playing for five hours, that means he's just finished uh, looking at the main menu and also <laughs> the tutorial. So that's where he's probably at right so, now. <laughs> it's not far off the truth. Their 15 hours is Probably 30 to 40 for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a bit slow when it comes to my games, but I just need to get more game time. So uh, any of you uh, played it yet? I, uh, not yet. No. No, not yet. Because, Jose, you've been busy and Adam's been doing uh, just, le- levitating. I just, like, <laughs> I have my save on Steam. I want to play it pretty. So I, it's it's oh, yeah. really... Yeah. It's, I mean, I can understand, you know, like Quest's big headset, big platform. You know, a lot of people have it more than PC VR, but it still makes me sad. You know, I'm just going to I've just been sitting here like just huffing and I'm like, ah, I have to wait till February. And then if I do decide to make content on it, it's like kind of already been out and people have this played fo- it. And finished yeah, big it FOMO and, from a creator side, isn't it? It's like you. But, yeah. but I do want to wait because I again, I want to link my save properly. I want to have all the stuff I worked for. I want it to look pretty. I don't want it to look muddy and weird and just yeah. like, no, especially having played the Steam version. I don't know if I could go to the Quest version and then be completely yeah. happy, you know, like because I know what it was. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so I'm sad, but it's weird. Yeah. It's weird how your brain fills in the gaps. That's all I'll say. Right. Because like I play after the fall and I played Saints all on desktop and for a time there, before the industry kind of moved on from PC VR, um, we would get the desktop release first, and then they'd have to work on whittling it down and compressing it to get it into the headset. And now we've got the, the flip side because that's where all the money is. And so they they do the uh, mobile build first and get that out for us. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see that normalize. Let's get it on both platforms at some point. I think what Jose said is, is going to ring true. And we're only a couple of years off of it, and we'll be seeing the equity there across those two platforms that'll be I good hope but so. 
Very good. And Rowdy, I think you said you, you're probably not going to check this out. Uh, I mean, I might check it out once it comes to to actually PC. Steam, like PC. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe the time that I'll pick it up. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't feel like anything new for me. So it's like more, yeah. it feels like more of the same, which is good. I mean, the game is good, yeah. but I don't know if I'm really um, that into it. It's yeah. maybe not really my kind of thing. Some of their level tricks and stuff are quite good. Mm. So that's what started to tip me off. But um curious to meet the Axeman and see what he's got in, in for us. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, um, every podcast, we touch on upcoming releases uh, just to see what's coming in the future. What can we buy? What can we play? December's been a pretty good month so far. And Jose is going to tell us what it's got in store for us next. All right. So starting off with Hubris VR. It looks like it's getting the PC VR release on December 7th. Mm -hmm. It looks to be $39.99 US. Uh, that's £33.69 uh, for UK listeners. Um, have you guys played Ubers? <gasps> yes, actually. Got an, oh. an early intro during Steam Next earlier this year. Oh, right. There's a lot of tentacles. There's yes, lots, hey lots, lots of tentacles. Lots of tentacles. <laughs> Adam, like, cheered up there. Like, I don't know about that. Like, if Adam, Adam, she's going to start collecting not... tentacles instead of heads. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dreams do come this true. Is the, honestly, be excited, Adam. The best tentacles VR has ever seen. Well, the games okay? look pretty. It, I've a, seen it. It looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So high quality it's beautiful. tentacles. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they and they they glow. Ooh, yeah. There's like electro electro elect, What is it called? Translucent tentacles and all that. Oh. But yeah. Um. So that that's that's releasing on December seventh. Uh. Up next, of course, we spoke about it earlier. Gorilla Tag, the 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 holiday boom rush game, as I like to call it. Um. Free. Um. It looks like so coming out soon. Um, number three, I have Arcade Legend, which is a game that I selfishly added to the list because I love the concept. That's, I mean, I'm in the arcade space, right? So I love the idea of building an arcade and starting to see and, and interacting with the games and exploring them. It's a, it's a very beautiful joy. Um, I believe, let me see if I were to hear, there's no release date yet announced. I can know. Yes, for a while, right? right? Like, I, I, yeah, know I yeah. Keep I kept an eye on them. They were at PAX, and I got to try it there, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." Yes. but they've, they've never had like a date yet. <laughs> it's always TV. Is this yeah. the one with the arcade cabinets that does emulation support? Yes, but okay. they actually—I think they removed the emulation support. I think they actually now have custom games in there. I'm not entirely sure, but I mm. do. The, the interesting part about it is that they added a story to the actual game. So you're building mm -hmm. an arcade and there's a story. I, I don't really know the details about it. I, I That's something I really want to delve in and, and figure out what exactly does the story look like. Is it like, you know, you're, you're a grassroots creator, but th there's like a shooting section that I saw in the trailer too. So I don't really know so what cool. they're going with this. Like so the, I'm super psyched about that. I guess the um, developers before used to actually own uh, like an arcade company. So they actually are able to get the licensing for a lot of the official yes. games that you would seen stuff like a Dave and Buster's like I forget I don't I mean I don't know the names of them but that one that light one where you have, just have to hit all the light buttons super quick like there's like official actual arcade games that they're going to be able to bring into this just because of licensing and what he used to do that's and, amazing uh, yeah so it's, I, I don't know it's pretty cool it's interesting okay that's, this is the one that's uh, very um yeah this is like Purehead arcade this is like a, a, yes. a more recent, as you say, like official licensed version of Purehead Arcade. Be interesting to see how that stacks up because Purehead is, uh, in my opinion, uh, has done that the best so far. Yeah. And we'll see 
how they do because they're covering very similar games. So that's so. arcade Le- arcade legend, right? Arcade, arcade legends. legends. Yep. Yeah. And last one I have listed here is Vox Machine. Uh, they have the Big Bang update. Uh, it looks to be thirty dollars USD, about twenty four dollars, uh, twenty four pounds. Sorry, um, it's a huge update for the Vox Machine franchise. Uh, looks like they're just pretty much doubled down on all the assets. So they pretty much expanded on guns, action mechanics. I did see that the trailer was boasting more uh, more mechs. And more options about how to navigate them so i'm super excited about it uh one of my friends uh calls it hey he calls it a mecca swan song you know what i mean so it's it's very cool to 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 see the update see, and that yeah. i believe it is actually out so out. yeah it was officially out vox is great man vox yeah. is fantastic like giant mm-hmm. sandworms and oh, just, dude, just the so way rad. you're able to uh, blast yourself into the air. I used to run multiplayer yes. events with that. And Rocket jumping is so rad. <laughs> the thing that I saw on the weapon list for the update that's coming is they have like aerial mines. So you're not just going to be able to jump in the air without consequence oh now. Yeah. You, know, you can't just shoot all the way up into the sky. So really Which interested was, that yeah. team. They nerfed the, yeah, just, Jumping is actually a way to, to, to actually like break the game a little bit. So it, it's actually cool that they're actually thinking about aerial combat now. It's super nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, you see the like the, the proper guys who know how to ram. We played with the team who played competitively, and they do like an aerial jump and like just boost at the right time and ram you out of midair. Oh, yeah. oh just oh, insane. That's Absolutely so awesome. Cool. That's another one we could play together. Okay, yes, so I'm that, that one I'm, my, I'm all in. I, I'm all about the mecha. I'm all about mech fighting. That's 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 my jams. Oh man, fantastic! Well, those sound some like some good releases coming our way. Um, for those who aren't interested in Gorilla Tag, you can jump into a mech, yes. uh, play some with some arcade cabinets or or that. Oh, very good. Well, all right. Well, uh, chat. We're gonna re- read our last rights here. So let us know if you got questions before we wrap the show up. Um, F Reality Crew live streams every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, show goes live at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. in the UK. If you're not here for the live event, that's not a problem because we do Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, subscribe, like the video, and share with Granddad and his poker buddies, uh, and we'll keep entertaining you with the latest in the VR news. Um, chat, if you have anything for us, let us know. Uh, someone's there asking, Is any of you, are any of you guys trying the EUC monowheel. What is an EUC monowheel? <laughs> I've not heard of that. Say, is that something you know? I, I've, I have Does never heard of what a monowheel mono is. I feel, I feel like this is going to turn into like, at some point, like it's, like a prank call where you like, yeah, they, they write like, like a, something <laughs> like, you know, and, you, and then you read it out loud. And you the go Simpsons. Like, Wait a minute. Bart making yeah. joke calls. <laughs> yeah, see more, see more butts. That's see more butts. So I have no idea, uh, DIY, what, what that is. He said, is it like a thing. unicycle in VR or something? Or <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. It. Is somebody oh, with like a, a VR face. headset? I, I, like... I got to I gotta answer this. Okay, one second. I'm going to... Gonna find oh, some scary stuff search now. And see. Oh no! Is, yeah, is this worried. something that you shouldn't Google? <laughs> oh my God, it's expensive. Okay, so this is one of those. The so the mono wheel is one of those. You know those rideable suitcases for kids that then grew up and became a single wheel unicycle that's motorized what? that has storage in it and an engine. 
It's one of those. Okay. It sounds like something Rowdy would, would try and yeah. then yeah. fail and come on the podcast with a big black <laughs> eye or something. Yeah. Sure. I do like the ones that I, I did see those and, and I did have one of those moments of like, huh, what if? But I did see that, I think it was an LAX airport, but they have like little suitcases that follow you using AI and they track you everywhere. So it holds uh, your bags. Uh, I don't trust that at all, man. Oh, I Modern want AI, that. Like, like you put all your stuff in it, oh, and then it just like goes off or <laughs> Somebody dies. Somebody oh. just drives off with their stuff Not in the luggage. Oh, oh, that's awesome. That's like, that's like Tesla tech in a, in a suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sherzad said, uh, is 120 hertz on a pro been confirmed for PC? Thanks for the super chat. Uh, any idea there, Jose? You're a pro Not user. yet. Um, just just 60. Um, I, I do know that it's possible. I don't see why not. Um, I think what's going on, honestly, to be to to if we're going to bring that up right now, that's real quick. I've been having a very very bad time with PC VR streaming with the Quest Pro. Huh. Um, oh. I, I oh, know right. there's yeah there's there's a lot of latency issues happening. There's uh, some drivers that have not been fully released yet. Um, I believe it's using Wi-Fi 5 at the moment, not Wi-Fi 6 for for connectivity. It does have a Wi-Fi 6 chip in it. So I've been actually going back to my Quest 2 a lot for PC VR. It, it, it is unfortunate. Know. It is unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I also heard that the, I know we were touted to get it in December, I think, was the Quest 2 backwards compatibility for the controllers so you would at least hopefully be able to pair the controllers yeah. with your quest 2 and benefit from that but right now not out yet is what yeah. i yeah what it's, it, yeah it's definitely not fun to 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 stream pcbr and i've been not, actually i was actually debugging that right now i actually bought like a pci like uh wireless card to see if i could like find some halfway step to to f- make pcbr good with the quest pro but i i'm just stuck at the moment just waiting for the drivers to release and see what happens please continue to keep us updated jose on that because i'm very interested in i've got a lot of people who own you know pros now and are very interested in if anyone's gonna find a way we know it's you (laughs) (laughs) find a way you got the know-how right i'll try i'll try that is it well unless chat's got anything else guys Uh, i think we're good okay We'll put a bow on this one. Thanks for the fun times again today. Appreciation to our sponsor. I can't wait to see the Resolution Game Showcase on December 15th and all the other things that we've got (laughs) happening on December 15th. I should take the day off. Uh, Go play some games and relax, everybody. You've almost survived another crazy year on this mad planet, and we'll see you again in mid-December. 